listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. In the zone, like Kaiser so say, always the usual suspects. No check. All I got in this game is my respect. It's other pride. I be checking that fucking head. Scared. Looking up in your face, boy. I see dead. If you test like SAT, then I guess that we may be enemies in the peas. Freestyles be free bees. I be that wrong nigga to fuck with. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't I be the wrong one to try? Never eating chicken thighs. Only twenty piece mojo. Flow zone like Flojo. I wanna figure out just how low would your hoe go? They beat hit like Beat Street. Crush groove and never breaking. Never. I mean, crush groove and breaking never baking rebuking satan we had you waiting for the second coming funny how time flies when you're rhyming about the album i think that we oh wait i don't know the rest of that all right hey welcome to the black guy <laughs> to the podcast the host rod and karen I'm about to mix his verse with the andre verse uh, <laughs> uh anyway we're uh live on the blackout tips you can find us on uh crowdcast is where we're live you can join in the chat room and uh have fun with the show yesterday we gave away the rest of our calendars for the year yes we did so everybody that missed that you ain't get shit no you did not other people y'all will be getting y'all calendars mailed out to you because mm-hmm. uh y'all special like that um of course we uh can also you know you can leave five star reviews on itunes or stitcher let us know how you feel about the show if it's nice and it's five stars we'll read it yep if it's not we won't we'll just pretend it never happened come on uh also you can do stuff like go to the blackoutist.com and vote in the polls leave comments on episodes sign up for premium the blackoutist.com slash premium walk you know, walk you through all the instructions and stuff so uh yeah all that's going on the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme today's podcast is sponsored is brought to you by shadow dog productions we have some audio plays guys okay mm-hmm. we'd like you to go listen to them we have an entire album it's called sunspot and other ratchetness it's our second album with shadow yes. dog productions i think if you like our podcast you'll enjoy the writing and the acting on our voice work that is on sunspot and other ratchetness man check it out uh leave them a review on itunes if you enjoy it i know we can act y'all Mm-hmm. we can act uh also we're brought to you by adam and eve that's right adam and eve trying to get your ass sexed up for valentine's day um adam and eve is trying to make this valentine's day one that you'll never forget with an amazing offer this valentine's day you can receive 50 percent off of just any just about any item in stock just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find over eighteen thousand adult entertainment products including toys lingerie uh endless selection of adult dvds uh all kinds of stuff lubrication condoms i mean they thought of everything uh and what's more with every order you'll receive the free brand free romance kit um the romance kit includes a toy for him a special massager for her and a little something that you'll both enjoy plus a free adult dvd to put you in the mood and i say you mix and match all those things okay you put the dvd in her vagina you you know use some of that oil on the nipples i don't know get freak it up i don't know it's y'all's night and that's not all oh no you'll we'll also show a we'll also throw in a three uh free shipping on your entire order so you get free shipping uh to top it off so it's basically like all you did was buy something for half off and then it just arrives magically at your crib so check out adamandeve.com today to get this special valentine's day offer 50 percent off a free romance kit and free shipping when you enter offer code tbgwt when it's time to check out that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com all right let's get into some the news 
um all right what do we want to talk about karen uh all kinds of stuff is going on yes it is uh mary mary's tina campbell mm-hmm. has come out to add her list her name to the list of growing random black people celebrities that uh want to support donald trump oh right i like them they're no more mm-hmm yep she decided that she wanted to come out and let you guys know that mm-hmm. she wanted to take them shackles and put them back on the den on herself <laughs> shackles on her feet yeah she put shackles back on so she can't dance mm-hmm. i mean that does make sense i mean if you think about it the what donald trump probably wants to do to us uh can't even i was rooting for you we were all rooting for you how dare you it's funny because like this is one of those cases where you actually don't have to say shit nope 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 so many people gonna make it by just being quiet there's a lot of people that might even agree with the bullshit but they're quiet so don't nobody know and their lives will move on yeah everybody that makes that big sweeping statement about how they're giving trump a chance to me I, it's like but why because I, I still don't understand what chance to do what what chance are is he getting that he what chance does he need because he's not getting it and they they can never answer that question like what is the chance that everyone is robbing him of presiding over the country he got that office now is he supposed to preside and no one's supposed to say anything right is that what it is because i mean a lot of these christian people to be honest didn't have a problem with obama until he started being pro-gay rights like they were cool like a lot of black christians were cool to have a black person in office because to a certain extent he may not be as bad as the church is with it but to a certain extent he's a bit on the respectability tip you know he's he's very much like look man you gotta get out here you gotta try hard you gotta uh not you know stay no no baby mamas no this you know like that kind of shit that they like doing now he doesn't go as full as like and you're sagging your pants and that's why you can't get a job like he don't go that far but you know there's some appeal to him and of course because he's a you know wear a suit clean shaven type of brother i think that appeals to a lot of the church going demographic as well but then it was like they felt a departure from him when he was like uh also i'm pro marriage equality you know they were like i think they tolerated civil unions but i remember even when he first was running in 2008 there was a there was like a, a part of black christian people that were like well this motherfucker's about to be pro gay rights so we're gonna get buses down there hour. maybe we can go with mccain you know i do remember those black people um so yeah it's interesting to think now you know what i mean this idea that well we should give trump a chance and i think what they really are thinking is he can probably dial back some of the progress for the lgbtq community so we should give him a chance to do that you know because when you see shirley shirley caesar and kim burrell and the speeches they gave those speeches were very much like in line with the idea with the gop which is that barack obama set us back with all this pro-gay right shit putting that putting that rainbow on the on the white house Mm-mm, i ain't with that you know so it, you can see like when that i i guess I, what i'm saying is i get very suspicious when you see black christian people wanting to give trump a chance because it sounds more like let's give his bigotry a chance maybe he'll do that for us if we can do if he does that then i'm I'm gonna be okay with him doing all the shit you know in addition to the shit like this muslim ban stuff 
there's a lot like regardless of how people think christianity should be run the realism of the the way that it's really portrayed out is that there's a lot of people that see christianity as a competition that see religion as a competition that just wants their side to win like a sport and so there's no healthy respect for other people's religions and it's in a lot of these texts which is like we the true and only way these other motherfuckers are wrong so i think a lot of people will see his muslim ban as more of a doubling down of like good christians are winning as opposed to the attack on religious freedom that is in the constitution as 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 the you know supposed founding of this country is about running from religious persecution Mm -hmm. and here we are turning away people running from in many cases religious prosecute persecution you know so uh it's it's to me when i see a black christian person support this shit i'm always wary like okay so which part of his platform drew you in the idea that maybe he's gonna set things quote-unquote right with these gay people or the or the part where he's gonna um you know ban muslims and shit because because i don't believe it's anything you wrote like all the shit you wrote about i just god says give him a chance um mr donald trump is the president all that shit i'm just like nah what is it really though what is it that you don't want to say that you wrote all this shit about right and he's fucking flowery ass words that nobody gives a fuck about right not to mention like where were your politics all this other time right how many people for eight years didn't have anything political to say at all at all been quiet there wasn't a give barack obama a chance facebook post there wasn't like why are you deciding to get involved now to try to promote people into supporting this dude i don't know maybe she just want to perform at the thing too you know and maybe some of this backlash that some of these like quote-unquote christian artists have gotten maybe now you're seeing people try to like join together because like i saw india re wrote an open letter in support of Chrisette michelle mm. right so you know it's like a lot of like my, my friend and people are quick to do some stupid shit like jump in front of a bullet for a friend that's wrong right and a lot of this is i don't want to be me like a lot mm-hmm. of times when people are in industries where they quote unquote feel under attack even if they're not because a lot of times the people that are getting attacked said dumb shit you didn't say nothing dumb right. so when nobody paying you no attention you didn't have to make the letter you didn't have to take the bullet so all the anger that was at her is basically going to be rerouted to you now because you stood up in front of her yeah it's like how when a comedian gets in trouble for saying a, a joke that's terrible a bunch of comedians always step up to defend a bad joke like every time because they're really they're not it's really not the principle of the joke they're worried that what if it's me one day what if i make that fucked up joke and it doesn't go over well and people come for me and they don't look at the consequences like well what happens like when we talk about like what's gonna happen to say like chrisette michelle even in our wildest imaginations the only thing i imagine is that she won't make as much money right like it's not like i'm imagining she gonna go to jail or people gonna physically assault her or it's just people gonna stop fucking with her and go yeah man she's the one that went down there and shook trump's hand or didn't even get to shake trump's hand right you know like that's it but then people start feeling so sorry for these people but i'm like if you can have that empathy for these celebrities where's your empathy for these muslims what's your empathy for you know the uh, immigrants to america what's your what's your empathy for those people 
because you got a lot of empathy for this rich powerful white man and you want to give everybody uh put them on notice that we need to give them a chance but where's your empathy the other way because that's what i'm starting to look at people and be like so wait wait a minute you so it's cool you know most of the muslims in america are black do you even know that you know what i mean like you just keep thinking it's some immigrant shit you know like oh they gonna not let them come in the country but even then it's wrong you know but yeah it's it's interesting to see where people decide to step in front of that bullet because it's a lot of we need to feel sorry for and give this white man a chance shit coming from these celebrities and i don't trust them mm. you know to be quite honest um anyway see what other news we got uh, uh anti-choice advocate uh admits to joy reed that her ultimate goal is to make birth control illegal no shit there you go no guys oh shit that's what people been saying the whole time you don't really give a fuck you just don't want people on any type of form of birth control yeah and then you're gonna have a bunch of babies around here that you're not gonna fucking cover mm-hmm. because at the end of the day and i will continue to say this this country is built off fucking slavery it's built off slavery we will never get over free labor so you've always got to have somebody overpopulated uneducated locking them up and having them do shit for free and you think that's how far this woman has thought this through this anti-abortion advocate that i want slavery back she hasn't thought that all the way through believe you me somebody somewhere because it's the foundation of how we function Mm -hmm. so that might not be her intention but this is going to be the end results of it Mm. overpopulation of people not being covered where they're going to go they can't work they're gonna lock them up okay you're gonna lock them up and go to jail okay and jail is literally free labor free slave labor nowadays paying you pennies if they pay you anything our country has never gotten over slavery and we need to admit that until we admit that our country has never gotten over slavery we cannot move forward that's why when it comes to i mean from blacks to uh 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 mexicans uh, uh people of mexican descent and the reason why i say this is because People want to know why their uh, apples are so cheap. That's because you got people up here undocumented fucking working for free. That's what you got. Mm. And when they stop and they stop paying American <clears throat> rates, your Granny Smith apple going to be $5. You're going to have a fucking fit because nobody wants to pay prices when when you tag American uh, productivity to it. Yeah, I think the thing that's interesting to me is I don't believe she's thought it all the way out to because no. we need slaves and shit, but it's it's interesting the logical extent of this has always been there but i feel like people feel emboldened and empowered in the new like quote unquote trump america well we could just come out and say what we really mean you know because like people forever have been saying well what what do you want no well, within reason well, well what about this oh well, no i mean i'm not saying that and now you're getting people just flat out coming out and being like yeah i want everybody to be forced to have children that's what you're saying and what i think even more important than the force to have children and i think this is the the i don't know the low-key the real justification they want women to not have sex and to be punished for having sex right i think that more than anything is what this has always been about like we need to control women and one of the ways to control women is to make sex as uh penalizing as possible whether it's through pregnancy and birth i think some of these people see um pregnancy as a penalty for sex and they and they want these women to feel discouraged from sex and to only use it within 
the constraints of the bible to reproduce and not for their own sexual uh yeah enjoyment um that's what all this shit kind of comes down to for me as well or at least that i think is just there's a ton of people out there that are just like how do we get women to be ashamed of having sex again oh don't let don't let them have birth control don't let them have uh abortions don't let them you know like we're gonna make sure that they keep their legs closed the way that a woman should because we don't say that shit for men this it never centers around men there's never been a movement to stop men from having uh vasectomies you know there's never been by insurance no one's ever tried to ban condoms Mm -hmm. no one's ever uh you know what i mean like no one's tried to stop the viagra being covered by insurance it's only centered around making women pay a penalty because also the other thing is we feel like if women were quote unquote in control men would act better because they would have to meanwhile men are fucking rabies uh men are taught the opposite which is literally like don't preserve yourself go fuck as many women as possible um and and also when you have a lot of times these these women having all these children a lot of times they end up being less educated you have uh more women not getting higher education you have more women dropping out of school like like overall the overall economy fucking suffers it suffers yeah and nobody benefits but quote-unquote men mm-hmm. white men let's keep that real because the rest of us not gonna benefit from the bullshit and it's not like uh birth control only in this day, day and age like birth control just has the effect of controlling birth like no it's in addition to being you know contraceptive it regulates people's hormones it regulates people's menstrual cycles um like it's it's more than that right, you know but they're so fucking idiotic that they just want to get rid of it it, it helps if uh, for people uh possibly dealing with fibroids it helps with uh tumors like it helps with a lot of shit you have some women when their cycle come on they fucking cannot get out the goddamn bed i know for me i got on birth control because my period was like, uh, the, you know how you have the side of the old school milk carton where it was like, uh, missing? That's how my period, my period's fucking missing. It was like, I don't know, I show up when I goddamn feel like it. So when I got on the, on, on birth control, it helped regulate my period. So I consistently had a period every month and I wouldn't be doing something and my period be like, hey girl, here I am for the day. So it's more than just regulating for children. Yep um all right so back to this conversation they had the affordable care act how much would an iud cost across the united states we have a map of that so that's element seven sorry about that for my producers so this is showing sort of what the cost would look like and how much it would go up after the um aca if we don't have that uh the next map uh, mammograms obviously would also go up in cost mammograms because that planned parenthood doesn't do well, uh, Planned Parenthood, we offer you. breast cancer screenings, and yeah. then we refer out just, just like any other health care provider. Yeah. By yeah. half. Yeah. So Planned Parenthood's preventative screenings have dropped by half the court to the Well, actually, Alencia actually works for Planned Parenthood. So we're going to make sure that she's the expert on what Planned Parenthood does and doesn't do, just to be fair. All right, so, so here's my question to you. I, I fucking love Joy Henry. You know what I mean? Like right, it's, so she was like, she's the ex. What the fuck are you talking about? Like I don't know, I don't, and I don't even think they've given her like a full contract. Like mm-hmm. you know how like they, oh, Megan Kelly got a six year contract. I don't even think they've given her a full contract. But she is so good at what she does, and like, and then she's out there kind of doing it like uh without the, the the same community aspect that melissa harris perry had yeah, she is she's so fucking good man a- anyway I'm, I'm like i just love that slight like 
yeah we're gonna let the person that works for planned parenthood talk about what they do you as the anti-abortion activist oh, why don't you just shut up right it's on their website so you you said you're, you're saying you know more about planned parenthood than alencia but who works there I read Planned Parenthood's annual reports, which show I mean, that their, their cancer screenings have been slashed, their prenatal services have dropped in half, and while their taxpayer dollars have gone up, they've only increased their share of the abortion industry. Planned okay. Parenthood used to commit one in every five abortions. Now Planned Parenthood commits one in every three, let's, despite the fact that abortions have gone down nationally. Let's let Alencia answer that, and then I have a more question for you. Just like any other medical provider, healthcare provider, even my OBGYN, you go in for a cancer screening and you're referred out for a mammogram. Right. That is what Planned Parenthood does. We say we provide breast cancer screening yeah. and that is the work that we do and you can't get a mammogram without that referral exactly and you can't give it so, so and do you do you worry um jess that we're also going to get into the area where we're starting to talk about the legality of contraception where that's oh my gosh yes i think the fact that we have a president who has been on the wrong side on both wrong sides of this issue he right. went we're too not far talking about contraceptives he went here. too the far for the anti-choice movement when he said that women funding. ought to be punished for yeah. having abortion and he went obviously on the wrong oh side God, of the anti-choice issue when he said that he was pro-choice and believed that. This is a guy who is clearly, he has no principles to stand on here, so he's willing to take it as far as he thinks is politically necessary to do so. That could obviously target birth control. Okay, let's try to, hold on, 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 time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. We're out of time. I want to try to see if we can end on at least one note of agreement. Does everyone who is around this table and virtually at the table agree that at least that contraception should be legal? You think it should be legal, Kristen? Absolutely. Contraception? I believe certain forms could be legal, yes. What forms could be legal? I don't believe abortion causing contraception should be legal. What kind of contraception are you talking about? That would be hormonal contraception, IUDs, which terminate the life of an early embryo. IUDs? So you don't, you think IUDs should be illegal? I don't think they should be legal. Interesting. Ah! They put women at risk and they kill children. Wow. What about the birth control pill? I do not think it should be legal. I should actually think that it shouldn't be legal. But that's not what we're talking about. But what, no, 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 no. But, but, Nobody but, in the pro life no, movement is talking about contraception. You are the ones that talk about contraception. You're saying that the pill the should not be legal. But you just said, I just wanted to get, hold on, hold on. Kristen, 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 we can't talk at the same time. I just wanted to get just clarity. You think that uh, the, the pill and the IUD should be illegal, right? In my ideal world, yes. Wow. But I don't think that's actually something we're working towards in the pro-life movement. In the pro-life movement, we're working towards abolishing abortion. Yes, Karen? What the fuck are you working towards then? That's the thing. They, I think what she's going to say is like, right now we just trying to make sure people can't get abortions. And then you're going to work towards other exactly. shit. Nobody's crazy. She's trying to act like she's not counting this as work towards that goal. Like, get the fuck out of here. And that's why we want Planned Parenthood's federal money going oh, yeah. to fairly qualified health We're, centers, which uh-huh. do do contraception. Okay. Well, we uh, we have gotten some real clarity. I think the American people have gotten quite clear, quite a bit of clarity on what your movement wants to do. I think it's important that, that we do that. For Jeff, I'm speaking for Jeff, myself when I talk about contraception. Mm-mm. Mm-mm, dog. You there now? Can't be on there talking about, I'm switching it up. It's my day. Mm-hmm. You the president of some fucking club. You supposed right. to be talking on their behalf, bitch. They, they could have sent anybody out there. They sent you shouldn't have said it then right because they put you on there to talk about your movement dummy because there's a lot of opinions in yeah. the pro-life movement about contraception all right and, it's and we've a very gotten yours and we've gotten yours we've gotten yours thank you very much jess is gonna be back in our next hour thank you to Lindsay johnson yep so got that bit of awesomeness right and that's their purpose and people understand that that is their purpose and that's why people have been fighting so hard against them because they're like oh y'all think it's just to wipe out everything take us back to 1925 ain't nobody stupid yeah and also i mean it's also pretty obvious 
that um the with once you get past the abortion shit it's just about i mean not even past it but once you get her to talk past the abortion shit then that pattern is oh you want to make women pay for having sex essentially like essentially you just want to you see this pregnancy shit as something to be scared of for women and it's it's the stick that you're holding over them like you keep having sex you're gonna get pregnant and we're gonna make sure okay we're gonna make sure if you get have sex you out here getting pregnant so you will stop okay so that's kind of the point you know and the thing is there's you're so fucking idiotic because you come out with these stats the stats and statistics about how um you know the birth rate is going down people don't have unwanted pregnancies like this is a you act like this is a bad thing Mm -hmm. this is not a bad thing and truth be told a lot of the pro-life women guarantee you some of them at some period of time have been on some form of birth control a lot of those women out there you can't tell me you haven't a lot of those women out there own birth control right as you telling other women they can't do the shit get the fuck out of here and here's what's funny to me how the fuck did you come to this conclusion with all these people it's it's really honestly uh so many people jumping in front of it using religion to be like i can tell you what to do with your body and it's like but is that is that what god is is that what jesus is for all these people out there is jesus making people do what you want them to do because i thought jesus and god was about choice at least the way that it was taught in in america it was yeah it's about you have free will and then god takes care of all that other shit not now let's go out and dominate the world and make make them do as we say but that's how this shit feels and once you get to the point where you're like oh condoms is birth control we got to stop it like it's like whoa what 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 are, where are you going with this right then std rates are gonna spike all kinds of shit women taking control of their bodies what's next you're you gonna be able to say you got raped i don't like this new world i don't like any of it um speaking of things people might not like like um there's a new barbie doll commercial mm-hmm. uh and now you know mattel's barbie doll they've been actually really uh kind of progressive you know i think the last one we watched it was uh they had a transgender uh girl in there or something mm-hmm. like that i think we watched one where they had a boy that was mm-hmm. uh uh you know i guess stereotypically people would assume he was gay i think i don't know he was so young i can't remember at this time if people right. were saying he was gay but it was a boy playing with dolls and i know people you know there was always controversy whenever they do one of these but uh now they got a new ad where uh it's dads like not actors but the actual dads of these kids and they all playing barbie together oh mm-hmm yeah and of course you know as always which, as- which dads do play barbers with their daughters yeah and as always as men as as cishet men we should be getting extra credit for all you know playing with our children uh anyway let's cut back to these babysitters playing with their babies i'm a typical <laughs> oh, wait. man's man i go to the track with my buddies and we ride dirt bikes i grew up with four brothers we did mostly boys. hold up two black daddies what the hell is this <laughs> you gone too far you have gone too far, Mattel. Things. Sundays are always football. And now that gets interrupted with a little uh, Barbie time. I'm here to see the doctor. She'll see you in a minute. Oh. Love playing Barbie, but I only play with Ken. Ken only. 
That was not Ken. He was playing with y'all. It wasn't. Do you need to be an astronaut? Well, you need good eyesight, 50-50 eyesight. Now I want you to put your hands like this and hum. <laughs> Is the doctor ready yet? Not yet. I, I need an abortion. <laughs> your insurance got denied. Ken, he left it in too long. You're Muslim. I got to send you back to where you came from. Anything she wants to be, or all of them. What is 30 plus what? <laughs> yes. Um, 31? Yes. Okay, woohoo! You would do anything. Anything to make her happy. I'm feeling a little sick. I have a sore throat and a cough. I might have a fever. check your heart. Oh my, you are truly sick. Well, what should I do? Girl, you pregnant. Can't have no abortion. And she was playing with a black Barbie, low key. You, I noticed that. That was a black Dr. Barbie. Y'all got those? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be damned, but wonders never cease. <laughs> Men playing with their daughters. What? Trump was right. What is this country coming to, guys? Uh, But yeah, I thought that was ah! cute. Tell them, man, they be out there. I can't imagine what the comments are on that article, and right. I'm not gonna look. And and and, and <coughs> why, um, Marl and some of these other places when they come out with these dolls, a lot of times they don't go through Mattel. Come Mattel, but like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, we want um, Scarlet Witch and uh, Black Widow. We want all the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter says FBI forced it to share user data. I believe that. I believe that as well. I want to know what force means. And that's right. Force or do you mean they came and you said okay? Right. Like that's not forced. Mm-hmm. You you didn't you literally didn't put no objection. You said force because you know motherfuckers would be like, bitch, please. It received two national security requests, one in 2015 and one in 2016, asking for users' account data without information uh, without informing the affected users. The company could not reveal this earlier since it was bound by gag orders until now that restricted it from openly speaking about the matter. The requests were received in the form of a national security letter. We have provided each of the account holders with copies of the relevant NSLs, certain information redacted to protect privacy, as well as the account data we were compelled to produce. Um, the letters have also been published on Twitter's blog. The revelations follow similar admissions from Google and Yahoo in recent months. Each letter requests a special type of data called electronic communication transaction records, including email, header data, and browsing history. The FBI requests so far beyond the limitations set by the 2008 Justice Department legal memo, which said such orders uh, could could only be restricted to phone billing records. Mm. So, yep. They did. Mm-hmm. And they gave it up. Of course. Um, they ain't trying to be like Apple. Apple like, fuck you. Yeah, but I wonder what happened. Didn't Apple end up, something happened, right? Because they unlocked that phone. Like, they unlocked it, but they didn't make Mm -hmm. it with the police had, like, a a, a, Uh, a get out of jail key. Yes, yeah. Right, they were like, sure, we'll unlock it for you, but we not gonna have you just be able to open and unlock people's phone. Fuck you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... All right, uh, scammy sisters who sextorted Nigerian billionaires escaped before court date. You don't say. Mm-hmm. 
of course uh bossip is where i got this from bossip reported earlier this month that two canadian sisters who were locked up in nigeria for allegedly attempting to extort and cyber bully a nigerian billionaire uh <laughs> uh Jayoti and karen were arrested and stand accused of creating a website niger just live niger gets live and several other social media accounts used for bullying over 274 rich men across africa yeah and then you can look at them and they got that kind of like the black kardashian look i don't know how to oh wait i could put it on screen Mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't know the best way to describe but it's like you know clearly they was out here getting these rich niggas for their money you know you could just look at them and see like "Mm, rich niggas was all over that uh let me know what it shows up karen i will uh so yeah we uh, see it you see it all right so that's the picture oh yeah yeah like you can just look at them that's they thing yeah like rich niggas was definitely like "Mm." they probably had surgery some forms of surgery two of them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh so yep uh and they was out here apparently getting these niggas for their money and stuff and then extorting them um they uh they let's see yeah they claim that they have video evidence of the billionaire dirty dog creeping on his wife and they they will post a sex tape on the website the sisters have since recorded a video apology to all the people they hurt and claim they were they weren't forced to say sorry check out the apology all right oh their last name is matharu his wife and children and all the other petitioners we created a platform called nigerjustlive.com and co where people can send in stories most stories were sent by close friends or associates of people being written about the intention was not to hurt anyone or to be malicious the intention was not to extort anyone we haven't received any money from this website the money went to Baba Tunde Oyebode of Hustle Inc we are again very sorry and we assure all the petitioners that we will not have any affiliation whatsoever with this website or any other website that has to do with this. We promise not to say anything of the contrary to what we are saying now. We freely volunteer to make this video and not under duress because we are aware of the damages done to people. Sound like they was trying to avoid that prosecution, dog. Mm-hmm. I don't believe y'all. Go to jail. According to Politics Nigeria, the Freaky Frosters are now on the run at the felony show for court in Nigeria. Right, because if you were that sorry, you'd be like, well, let's come on in and serve this time. The absence of the ladies in court today has fueled rumors that they allegedly fled Nigeria silently last week. It's believed the sisters are still in possession of some digital copies of compromised pictures and videos of randy businessmen and politicians right. discovered on laptops and iPads seized from them by the Nigerian police. They're going to come back up. Like some, They're going to they gonna run out of money, something they're going to come back back up and then they gonna throw him in jail mm, i'm just saying uh speaking of our online uh getting that um expo- exposing people online jennifer lewis you might know her as the mom the grandma in blackish yes uh jennifer lewis uses facebook to put x she claims stole fifty five thousand dollars from her on blast yeah she she ain't the one that that character is I, that's her in real life Mm-hmm. she ain't the one she went on facebook and she was like um Mm-mm. she was like who are you finna try i bet it ain't me oh bitch it ain't me caps 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 who are you finna- uh so um 
apparently in her post she referenced the lawsuit she filed in the case uh because she says uh he called her out of fifty five thousand dollars um she said that just hours before her mother died she learned her boyfriend was not only uh was an ex-con but also was using a fake name Ooh, ooh, yes ma'am criminals at work i'd have been on top of that on september 11 2015 only hours before my mother passed away i learned that the man i planned to uh to build a life with was a convicted felon and con artist whose criminal career spans more than 25 years with a special skill in swindling women this man whose name is tony wilson had been sentenced in 2010 to four years in federal prison for conning investors out of four million dollars and was currently out on parole i learned also that his name wasn't tony wilson it was bryce carrington Mm. lewis went on to claim that Karen and tricked her and invested more than fifty thousand dollars into the exact same sound effects business for which he had pleaded guilty for which he had served time and for which he was currently on parole mm. yeah because she like you didn't even tell me your real name Hmm. i mean yeah why would people have a reason to check other than you know beyond your like facebook account or something most people don't check that yeah not when because- i meet somebody i don't be like what is your real real name but like, you know? it's not uh not our generation and older younger people yeah and like lord forbid i don't want nothing to happen to you but nowadays i'll be like what's your real name your social security number can you can you buy a pack of gun what's your credit look like because i'm like no people just don't tell the truth nope they don't make people like they used to nope yeah i don't know looking at this picture of this dude i'm like jennifer you should have known something was up oh well i guess this is his real name that i'm looking at but this nigga got a picture with a lion hugging him. I'm like, mm-mm. Ah, lion! No, Jennifer, you cannot get taken by this nigga. Um, you got a picture? I'm putting it on screen. Oh, okay. I'm putting it on screen for y'all. But yeah, I put I searched Tony Carrington and Die! picture this. <laughs> you got a picture with a lion. <laughs> what is he, the circus tamer? Right, like you. That's a nigga that will scam your ass out of some money, girl. I think that's some S curl in his hair too. <laughs> he just got back from the safari. That's mm-hmm. the picture he took out there with the lion. Right? Oh, this is my nigga Simba. Y'all don't know nothing about him. But yeah, she put like the whole court Lewis v. Wilson at all. Los Angeles Superior Court case, BC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's public. Yeah, yeah, Six four five eight four one. Put the whole thing out there. Transcripts, everything. Everybody gonna know. Mm-hmm be careful out there y'all the game of love is a serious game to play mm-hmm. sounded deep uh all right <laughs> let's uh oh republicans are trying to scrap michelle obama's uh school lunch plan mm-hmm. how dare that nigger make my kid eat healthy like i i've seen it all man people arguing that they need to eat their kids play football so they need to eat pizza and cheeseburgers because you know how healthy food just really destroys football players can you know how mm. you, you ever heard that mm. it's like how are you gonna give a kid some healthy food when they play football it's gonna obviously make their athletic body fall apart you got to give them cheeseburgers and pizzas and ice cream and shit uh 
yeah i just think it tells you how far this country is willing to go to erase a black woman's name off of something even if it's healthy even if it's better even if it's helping your kids out what is that where did it go from uh didn't they change the the shape it it went from a pyramid to a circle whatever that thing was you know how they used to do traditional food pyramid Mm -hmm. they changed the shape of it they're gonna change the shape again just just to despite her they're gonna change back to the pyramid right a document released by the office of rep mark meadows rnc called for repealing certain aspects of the healthy hunger free kids act of 2010 legislation that helped michelle obama's hallmark program into law the initiative is part of a broader plan released by meadows titled first 100 days rules regulations and executive orders to examine revoke and issue the document which is funny remember when republicans thought executive orders were unconstitutional how can the president go against congress and the senate and just do what he wants to do Trump written more fucking uh, executive orders in, in like a week. Nine days, and some yeah. people have rent their fucking whole entire presidency. Mm-mm-mm. But it calls for Trump administration to reverse nearly 200 rules and regulations, including requirements of the 2010 law. Uh, the legislation has proven to be burdensome, unworkable for schools to implement. Uh, reads a related report of which metal of this uh, House of Freedom Caucus, which metal is a member. Schools are throwing food away that students are not eating. Uh, in 2012, the U.S. Department of Agriculture has implemented the requirement tied to the 2010 law that schools include either fruit or vegetable for lunches subsidized by the federal government. However, a report published on August 2015 by researchers at University of Vermont found even though students added more fruits and vegetables to their plates, children consumed fewer fruits and vegetables and wasted more during the school year immediately following implementation of the rule. Uh, the title, Impact of the National School Lunch Program of Fruit and Vegetable Selection, the report noted that the average waste increase from a quarter cup to more than one third a cup per tray. Uh, observing students at, you know what's funny? This is probably more of a, um, reflection of the fact that we might even be over serving kids with their portions and shit. Because in a lot of cases, the kids probably eat what they like what they require to eat because it's healthy as opposed to like oh it's a slice of pizza i'm gonna eat all this pizza it's delicious that's not necessarily a sign that that meal was a good meal no it's not you know as i can attest to uh like it it, uh, sometimes when it's like you hungry okay here's a salad i don't want it then you ain't really that hungry to be honest you know what i mean like uh it's, it's a difference and i think we might be showing that uh our portion sizes are oversized we're feeding uh like kids may be eating too often in a lot of cases and then and in other cases kids just don't want to eat healthy food but when the fuck has school ever been about what the kids want it's always right. been about what people thought was best for the kids mm-hmm. you know like this isn't necessarily the same as um like okay when you get to seventh grade you can pick what courses you want you know what I mean? Like, I understand that kind of choice you want to give a kid. But to be like, all right, look, this is the school lunch. We're going to let you pick uh every day you can just eat sodas and candy, okay? If that's what you want to do, that's all you got. Just pick a soda and candy one. I think that's kind of ridiculous, you know? Yeah, and also, at the end of the day, uh, two things. Number one, she stripped a lot of vending machines. She stripped a lot of junk out of the school system she didn't completely right. strip it but she stripped a lot of it out of the school system and these industries lost billions of dollars from the shit that they was not putting in the school system mm-hmm. so now you got trump so now it's a way to get all this shit back into the school system 
all these vending machines all these sodas all this shit with extra calories you you get this all this shit get ready to flood back into the school system and that's going to be a problem um uh because you have a lot of parents that are healthy a lot of parents don't eat vegetables a lot of parents don't eat right don't know how to eat right uh don't understand the concept of calorie counting and counting and things like that just calories in general so you can't push good nutrition onto your child so for some children that was the quote-unquote only healthy meal they were getting out of the day you know which was of some health and of some help and this generation this current generation is the first generation where the parents will outlive the children you have children in elementary school that have diabetes high cholesterol high blood pressure they're dealing with things that a lot of people don't deal with till they're closer to their 40s and 50s and now you know more in their 30s now so you know you got this huge spike of unhealthy children and it's one of those things where that's probably made her do this but she looked at all these stats and statistics children overweight and all this shit she was like hey what can i do to help the children it makes sense to watch also she thought in my opinion she probably thought this was the least controversial thing the least can't we all agree we want our kids to be healthy and no you can't not when a black woman's deciding the menu you can't if melania trump literally just put her name on this program it would be fine because when you look i'm looking at the comments and the replies of some of the tweets that this the like they have tweets embedded in this article and the tweets are just people taking pictures of their like cafeteria tray and being like thanks michelle obama because it's like a sandwich or some applesauce or something right and you know talk basically talking shit um and it's funny because some of the repeat well if the first lady ate this she wouldn't like a giant size pear with legs shit like that where it's like oh this is about hating her you know like you don't give a fuck about um about whether it's healthy or not for these kids you know like it's not like you can't pack your own lunch it's not like your parent if your parents really so fucking upset by it they can't give you a full domino's pizza to put in your book bag every day of the day of the week if that's if that's really what it's about right but but it's not about that it's about the fact that this black woman is in charge of this uh this menu and they hate her you know um at any rate they basically want to scrub her name off of it that's how they would rather their kids be unhealthy and scrub uh michelle obama's name off of something then for their kids to be healthy but michelle obama get any level of credit for it um <clears throat> anyway mm-hmm. yeah and you, you're gonna have a huge spike in a lot of the problems i just said they were already problems but you have fifth and sixth graders fucking taking high blood pressure medication and cholesterol medication at 13 14 years old that makes no fucking sense you you, you I mean you haven't experienced life yet and you've consumed this much unhealthy food that you know that that becomes a problem because it will eventually affect you later on down the road and it's just one of those things where where uh racism is irrational racism racism is illogical and they were like we're gonna erase anything these niggas did even if it doesn't make fucking sense yeah something has to be done you know i mean that's a, it's kind of like healthcare, right something had to be done so it's easy for people to, to talk about how they don't like what was done but then when you go well what what okay so what should we have done they don't have shit i mean look at all the republicans oh we need to repeal obamacare we uh, this is terrible it's the worst fucking thing ever okay so what would you do well, we don't have a plan well you knew what was happening before was untenable we were not going to be able to have 
the people's premiums the cost of health insurance of health care uh the unpaid debt of people uh you know coming into the healthcare system using the emergency room as a doctor we were not going to be able to sustain that so we only have bad choices at this point so whatever someone picks to mitigate the choice and i really felt like it was a twofold thing you have obamacare on the one side but then you also have michelle obama going like how do we keep these kids teach them healthy habits so that when they grow up they don't have the same health problems as the adults that have now problems now right and you go we reject this we don't like y'all black motherfuckers picking this shit that's essentially what they said yeah and you got the the first lady now fucking want to say your fucking qvc watch that's like gonna save your life yeah but she white so you know it's elegant to put qvc on the fucking website yeah and i forgot she was on vanity fair one of them uh pictured and they were talking about her and she was fucking eating diamonds yeah it was the latino vanity fair um so if michelle obama would have been goddamn eating diamonds they'd have lost their goddamn minds Mm -hmm. um all right so let's get into uh other segments as if things aren't bad enough time to play some fucking with black people guys we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game where we go all around the globe we find different articles that make us feel fucked with as black people and we score them from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see what everybody has to say i don't know but i thought we thought we was playing my bad we was mm, playing without the music you were wrong my bad you were damn wrong can that's Apparently sad so you don't even know when we playing the game. no i don't because the game is always afoot <laughs> Mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> steve harvey responds to black twitter and others online <laughs> what he say? uh he says you got to do something you can't just complain about it this is just for black people because i have the right to half of y'all talking about me ain't been on this earth no time and don't know what we had to do to even get here but you sit behind your computer like you really all that you type about us you don't even know us mm. this feelings hurt mm-hmm. and it sounds like somebody's out of touch with how social media works this feelings hurt can why y'all hurt steve Harvey feelings like this y'all mm. i ain't do nothing i'll talk about him y'all don't know him you have to know people to talk about him everybody knows that and just because you're young don't mean you don't know history sweetie Mm-mm. they don't know Please. Mm-hmm. this nigga mm-hmm. uh zero to a hundred care mm-hmm. it's actually a hundred all right uh for me i would give him you know i give it a 75 75 yep okay but why why you take it down oh because he old and black and out of touch and just think young folks don't know what the fuck they talking about mm-hmm. uh yeah i think for me i'll give it about a 50 it's just it's not his usual hijinks uh i don't feel sorry for him though 
um because he went up there see here's a no 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 no. wait wait, what am i saying not only this is 100 and here's why it's 100 you went up there to speak but on behalf of all black people come on and you claim that your conversation was about fixing the black communities and inner cities and shit you ain't revealed not plan one you ain't revealed not talk about nothing you ain't revealed not one detail nothing you ain't talked about how you talked to ben carson any of this shit so you can't claim to represent us all and then not want the feedback from us all if not then just don't go your ass up there right. or go up there and say i was there for steve harvey brand ltd uh llc whatever the fuck and he'd just be like that's all i care about Try, i was trying to talk to him about how can i get on the miss universe pageant in addition to the miss america pageant in addition to the miss teen america pageant like whatever i, I would understand that shit but a lot of y'all motherfuckers are going up there claiming to represent the community and the only thing happening is something for you so That's until it. it's seen to be otherwise you on 100 dog it, yes people are going to be critical when you claim to be speaking for us because you ain't spoke to us about it you ain't spoke for us in no other area so what what am i supposed to think it seems opportunistic it seemed like a photo op you need to prove otherwise if not then don't take your ass up there to be in a leadership position for black people because that's really what being a leadership position for black people is is now you got to listen to the feedback from everybody some of it's gonna be fucked up some of it's gonna be great and some of it's gonna be attaboy and all that shit but that's what happens when you want to speak for a whole community of people correct anyway hundred celebration of women filmmakers triggers heated debate among selma hayek jessica williams and shirley mcclain uh Mm, all on white no jessica williams is black uh i think i don't know what shirley mcclain is or not Uh, and you know selma hayek ain't white no she not um so uh no no so no not all of them jessica williams is from the um daily show daily show yeah you know she's black uh is your coat wool alfrey woodard asked uh she said i don't care about this part um let me get to the part that i care about this this is on uh la times but you know they went through this whole whole shit so basically this is um a meeting for um uh like about women in filmmaking okay Mm -hmm. supposed to be a celebration of women filmmakers um so they start talking about different issues one of them um <clears throat> the idea of mentorship for up-and-coming women in the industry was floated by day cadenet or day cadenet maybe director kimberly pierce spoke about how it was important not to stray from female pleasure on screen and told a story about how the mpaa took issue with a female orgasm that lasted too long in her film boys don't cry then the conversation shifted to our new president my feeling some hayek chimed in is that we are about to go to war but she said she had a warning um she says um at sundance with miguel arter wait arteras beatrice at dinner uh she she says uh she agreed that more women need to be hired so that female voices can continue to be recognized by the new administration but be careful we don't fall into victimization i don't want to be hired because i'm a girl i don't want to be hired. i want them to see i'm fabulous don't give me a job because i'm a girl it's condescending shirley mcclain 82 years old wearing purple and pink in honor of saturday's women's marches 
climbed chimed in saying that donald trump presented a challenge to each of our inner democracy and urged everyone at the table to explore their core identity when then jessica williams the former daily show correspondent who was at sundance as a star of jim strouds the incredible jessica jane spoke up i have a question for you she said to mclean my question is what if you are a person of color or a transgender transgender person who just from how you look you're already in a conflict uh mclean says right but change your point of view change your point of view of being victimized i'm saying find the democracy inside Ooh, no. Ooh. Hayek says, I'm sorry. Can I ask you a question to Jessica Williams? Jessica Williams said, Yes, ma'am. She said, and Hayek says, Who are you when you're not black and you're not a woman? Who are you and what have you got to give? Williams took a deep breath. A lot, but some days I'm just black and I'm just a woman. Right, and you can't separate that. Like it's not my choice. I know who I am. I know I'm Jessica and I'm the hottest bitch on the planet. I know. Hayek says, No, no, no. Take the time to investigate. That's the trap there's so much more right agreed mclean there's more the more inside williams whose speech of the women's march at sundance was praised as the most powerful and effective last week looked down and said she was struggling to articulate herself pierce tried to help her uh saying that uh when she goes out in public looking masculine she she causes discomfort in a way williams might as a black woman but that wasn't quite right so after a few moments of reflection williams returned to hike i think you're saying what you're saying is valid but i also think what you're saying doesn't apply to all women i think that's impossible uh hyatt says what part of it is impossible you're giving attention to how the other one feels and william said because i have to and hyatt says if you have to do that then do that then that's your then that's your journey but i want to inspire other people to know it's a choice uh when that's when mudbound director d Rees, uh who had moments earlier uh introduced herself as a black queer director jumped in at this lunch she said she didn't feel like she was posing a threat to anyone but in line at the bank things were different i don't see myself as a victim she said jessica doesn't see herself as a victim but it's how you're read uh it's also i also feel like the word victim i feel like it has bothered me williams replied when i talk about feminism sometimes i feel like being a black woman is cast aside i always feel like i'm wearing with i'm warring with my womanhood and wanting the world to be better and with my blackness which is the opposite of whiteness uh cora who had been cooking in the kitchen cooking lamb stew and halibut wandered over to share that she grew up gay in mississippi but she was sexually abused at age six no matter one no matter individual's experience she said she just wished all women would have each other have one another's backs it was a somewhat of an abrupt turn and the transparent creator soloway returned to williams to ask her to continue speaking you notice the trend all the lgbt people all the people coming up and being like y'all need to let jessica speak like y'all ask her a question then y'all want to come with a fucking answer and that that's infuriated being black particularly a black woman because nobody wants to hear what the fuck you got to say anyway you ask me a question i give you an answer it doesn't make you feel all frilly and warm inside and then you don't want to talk about the shit and you won't allow me to elaborate and they shut her down right it was like here's like they didn't pose a question to listen they posed mm-hmm. a question to try to get the answer they they thought they would get like they crafted a loaded question like so you think all you are is a black woman that's it and it's like well i'm i mean i'm obviously an individual right so then look past all this but you know like it was like oh you're just trying to craft a a narrative and you, it doesn't i'm just a cog in your narrative um yep. at any rate 
but yeah the lgbtq people the people that was like no what jessica said is important and it's not covered by what you're saying and you need to understand that your advice doesn't cover everybody's shit like you you don't there's no one size fits all with this kind of you know path with these paths into this industry right and whiteness does that a lot and that's what makes people mad and frustrated yeah and selma hayek not a white woman but you don't have to be but you don't have to be a white woman to give into white supremacy not only that and to be fortunate like you like you you're you're a woman who is seen as very attractive in traditional ways in america despite her being a latina woman she's still um you know fair skin long hair big ass titties skin you know relatively skinny think she's married to a billionaire like you're still coveted by whiteness so your opinion is gonna be one where and i'm not saying these i mean i i'm not saying other people in the room wouldn't be but but that experience of being othered and dealing with it uh as a black person and dealing with all the differences whereas if you're an immigrant that comes to america and you're kind of covered and protected and seen as beautiful and um wanted by whiteness it's a different experience than you're just uh, a black girl growing up in america who may be talented and beautiful but you got to deal with all this other shit to get to the same table that you're at so anyway um she uh says uh yeah so soloway asked williams to continue speaking with intersectional feminism it is our responsibility as white women to recognize when there are people of color or people who are queer we need to prioritize your voices and let you speak the loudest and learn from your experience because we haven't been listening so please jessica finish your thoughts right right and that happens so much and then people go why you being divisive why y'all breaking off why y'all don't want to be a part that's fucking why because you don't listen right this is why women can't blah 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 we why we can't ever come together because the black women want to bring up that we treat them like shit ain't you the real problem williams visibly uncomfortable said she also wanted to encourage all of the women in the room to pay special attention to women of color and lgbt women i think we need to not speak over black women and not assign them labels what does this mean speak over hayek asked to project to project your ideas onto me i think there's a fear that if we present an idea that hey maybe black women have a little have it a little bit harder in this country because we do black women and trans women do if we're having it a little bit harder it doesn't invalidate your experience i really am begging you not to take it personally that happens a lot she continued referencing planned parenthood to support her argument uh while many women may rely on the clinic she said four out of five women who use the services are women of color so when you say women of color hi began i'm sorry i just looked at karen because i'm like you know where this going uh so when you say women of color uh and then jessica williams was looking down and she knows she was so she was like jessica do you mind if i look in your eyes and williams barely looked up still the back and forth continued with Hyatt questioning whether or not she was considered a woman of color in williams estimation nearly everyone in the room responded that Hyatt was one wouldn't it solve it if women just all had each other's back in general core asked suddenly by the way uh that's the shit that's infuriating yeah yeah that, for, that, like that's the shit that make you stand up cuss everybody out and leave the room but like fuck y'all bitches yeah because it's like are you gonna allow me to speak or not please quit 
coming over me and speaking over me and talking over me and making assumptions about what you think I'm going to say because at the end of the day, the things I'm saying goes against your belief. It goes against your core values and it makes you feel uncomfortable. And the second you feel uncomfortable, you begin to talk, you begin to speak, you begin to divert the conversations into other things. And Kat Core is a celebrity chef and a white woman. This is our second interjection of can't we just get together and can't we just see that we are one and this is that thing where people silence you by appealing to the idea that any you speaking your own experience is by nature you dividing the room that's and that's something that happens so often when people of privilege get get with people and they want to have this like coalition they before you can have a coalition you have to listen you know what i mean you need to put the listen in coalition okay um i call it coalescing okay coalescing your ass to what we saying but now you need to get together and you have to listen first because how can you speak to one's experience when you won't listen to one's experience how can you speak for more than yourself well, you won't listen to more than yourself. You're already prioritizing your shit above others because when Jessica Williams is like, well, it's different for black women. Yeah, 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 but I mean, can't we all just have each other's back? You didn't say that when Selma Hayek said, don't be a victim. You didn't just go, I- can't we just all have each other's back? No, you waited till a particular junction in the conversation when this black woman was speaking to interject with, hold up now. Now we're starting to get divided. You're trying to say some of us can be the bad guy and obviously that's impossible. Right. But sometimes you are the problem. And when it, when you start getting into the conversation at, and it's like, well, white people are the problem or people perceive that they might be categorized as the quote unquote problem, then it's time to shut the conversation down. Right. So, um, it goes on. Um, so, um, Hayek then says, can I interrupt because I feel misunderstood. It's not shutting you up. I feel misunderstood on one point. We should, uh, we should be also curious about our brain by being the best that you can be. That's what I was trying to say to you. Let's not just spend all the time in the anger, but in the investigation. Baby, I'm Mexican and Arab. She went on addressing Williams. I'm from another generation, baby. That's when this was not even a possibility. My generation, they said, go back to Mexico. You'll never be anything other than a maid in this country. By the heads of studios, there was no movement. Latino women were not even anywhere near where you guys are. I was the first one. I'm 50 years old, so I understand. And William said, you don't understand. And shook her head quietly. Right, because overall, people have treated you as white, sweetie. It ain't the same. Even if, here's the thing. I don't know she's treated as quote-unquote white. And I don't mean treated as white as treated as white. That goes back to what you said before. You're coveted by white people. Right. So when you're coveted by white people, they have a tendency to look at you very differently than they're going to look at me. And here's my question. What would the other Latino actresses and actors say to Selma? come on see in this conversation because she's now putting herself in a position of speaking for all these people like and and this happened with i want to say it was a new york times article but maybe maybe it was another publication but i remember when there was oscar so white came out uh and there was an article that took the task oscar so white as basically black people complaining and it was by a latino person that was like because latino people we just show up and work and we get and it's like motherfucker have you looked at the the list Y'all ain't on there either. Oscar's so white. Y'all ain't on there either. So all this, we just don't say shit. Maybe it ain't working for your ass either. 
so maybe coming together or at least viewing the credibility of this of this movement would help you more than just you know berating and chiding and chastising people because you adopting white supremacy ain't helping your ass either Mm -mm. all because they think the same shit about you yes they do even as you sit up there and have their back and you try to explain how it's all a meritocracy and there's just no racism or if it is it's not worth talking about because if you ignore it you'll just be better um even as you say that stupid shit you're not getting the accolades you're not getting the representation you're not getting the jobs you can't kind like it, it's so funny because they'll there are people that'll be resentful of black people having movements and organizations and getting together and supporting each other but yet they won't do it because they're so anti-black that they don't want to adopt our tactics right and the th- what about when black people fight Black people normally fight for all people of color. When black people stand up for something, it's normally for all people of color. Oh, there's so many people that have ridden the wave of black progress. Right. Like, like for example, and and chiefly white women for the record. But when there's a affirmative action, most, biggest beneficiary is white people. White women. White women. Um, but when there's like a hey we want to make oscars not so you know let's let's diversify the oscars or let's diversify bafta they don't say for only black people they just say for all sorts of like you need to have people other than just white people in these films if you want to get considered for these critical awards nobody ever says well damn uh javier bardem would not have gotten this recognition if it wasn't for the fact that black people mostly organized and started this movement to get this to get people recognized that deserve recognition because one of the things that summer hayek said that always will rub me the wrong way when you say i don't want something just because i'm a woman or just because i'm not white motherfucker you've been not getting shit because you're a woman and because you're not white that's the point and other people have not been getting shit because they're not a white male so you've been dealing with being held back your whole career without even knowing it and maybe you got lucky and you punched through that wall, but there's a lot of people behind that wall behind you that are just as good, just as talented, and deserve that recognition. What happens is when motherfuckers are on top, they think it's a meritocracy because in their mind, that feeds their vision of saying, I'm better than. So I beat racism by myself, and you can too. And that happens with many celebrities of color, many women many lgbt people like whatever marginalized community you're in when you get on the top and you're looking down at everybody else you want to it's that ego that makes you go i did this by myself y'all didn't help i wasn't lucky i outworked you all i was better than you all and that's what white supremacy that's how white supremacy keeps winning because you are feeding into it by saying you guys actually deserve whatever roadblocks are in your way and if you weren't able to jump over those roadblocks that's because you gave in to being a victim it's not because shit is fucked up and i got lucky because nobody wants to say they got lucky everybody wants to feel like they earned everything they did it doesn't discredit your work to say that other people still have it hard it doesn't it doesn't discredit your work to say i got lucky it doesn't but then you wouldn't get all the credit. So you end up sounding like Selma Hayek, a motherfucking fool. So, anyway. Um, zero to 100, Karen? Oh, I got that whole conversation. Yeah, that was bad. That's why when you said I was like, this sounds like a room full of white women. They arguing? Yeah. 
yeah i mean well nah if it was a room full of white women wouldn't be no argument so um <laughs> we wouldn't even be covering that article that's true <laughs> it'd be like we agree black people ain't shit mm-hmm. um so yeah it's, it's just interesting because the article goes on to say in the days following the record-breaking women marches across the country it's tempting to view women as a unified force but there's still a thorny discussions to be had before everyone joins hands and starts singing kumbaya mm. yep yep and that conversation right there is why i was like mm-hmm, that's y'all march i really appreciate that conversation though i need that like i yeah it's you're gonna need these people to make anything happen in the world yes so for uh matter of fact go to the next one zero to 100 karen oh i said 100 yeah okay 100 for me as well uh and jessica williams hero god man she's so like she deals with a lot and well and and it's not just that but she's like young she's very young yeah and she's so outspoken but then she's also so honest about it and right like because when she uh i I, I was reading her twitter and she was talking about because people were like oh and i appreciate you um you know i know you had to hold it back or something like that and she was like nah it wasn't me holding it back or something i just got shut down like in that conversation right they essentially tried to silence me and when i looked down it was just like like i don't have anything else to say it was more about me saying they don't want to listen so what's the fucking point kind of correct as opposed to i'm gonna slap one of these bitches or whatever it was like she was allowing the idea to like i i'm a person and my feelings were hurt and it was and i and i can be silenced just as much as anybody else just like any human being but we always try to ascribe like this uh magical uh strength to black women where it's like and she went in that room and she yelled at them white folks and she said you gonna listen to me and she was like i really just didn't want to feel like the angry black woman stereotype which is another thing that's wielded against black women correct and something you have to continually fight against yeah man she's just so everything she's just everything (laughs) um speaking of like i said speaking of uh white people in these marches and movements alicia garza which is one of the founders of uh the black lives matter organization Mm -hmm. um she wrote a piece in mike.com called uh, our cynicism will not build a movement collaboration will which essentially was a, a tone shift you know um for i think what a lot of people would have viewed black lives matter as being more of a um i now when i say this i don't mean this pejoratively but i think people view them as apolitical which is right. like being pro-black is political anyway but apolitical as in uh you're not gonna endorse hillary clinton or bernie sanders or uh donald trump or you're not gonna um do interviews yeah you're not gonna meet with the white house to discuss uh how to you know like that kind of apolitical where you know they may be helping local movements they may be you know have some certain stances you know but like where they might come out and write a whole thing about like castro um i don't expect them to come out and like i said endorse a a candidate um even if for the most part if, if it's a group led by black women it's probably mostly gonna vote for hillary clinton but without that official stamp you can kind of still maintain your like objectivity or whatever you can make 
put it this way you won't be able to be questioned by a lot of people that want to question you because once you make choices and you commit to them then all of a sudden you have to stand behind those choices and that's been happening for a while now but i think the group is changing because alicia garza wrote this piece where she basically said in order for this movement to grow it's got to look a little bit more like the women's march than say the black lives matter march because there's so many more people that are coming and they're messy and they're not going to be perfect and at what point do we let go of our cynicism and um sort of temper our anger and how we respond to these people in order to keep them around so that we can get actual change because i think over the last couple years if no if no other lesson has been stressed is this y'all can't do it by yourselves oh nobody can so while it's anger inducing to think about how you can't but it's historical too no one's ever done it by themselves right people give martin luther king all the credit but end of the day white people had to feel bad right he essentially just in march too yeah he essentially had to guilt them into a point where they felt so bad about it and when he got killed he gave his life up so that white people felt so bad that they were like okay we'll let you go to our schools like that's it y'all it wasn't uh like it wasn't this uh magnificent like waving of a wand and then white Mm -hmm. people understood magically Mm -mm. you you guilt people into doing this shit you know um hold on i gotta go to the next section before we get cut off hold on okay um and then we'll get back into this um but yeah it's one of the biggest um misperceptions or misconceptions and also it's a huge disservice that we've done to children and we've done you know to adults um when it comes to education about martin luther king it's not just the fact that he had these quotes and speeches that we don't talk about right i mean there's a lot of people that kind of easily point that one out that's you know obvious but there's also the fact that when we talk about martin luther king we don't talk about the fact that this shit only worked because he knew white people would continue to be violent and that the the advent of live television and shit was going to allow for this to be broadcast not only to white people's households but the entire world which really shamed white people into allowing civil rights to you know um, to allowing like deep segregation and 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 uh voting right acts and things like you really had to shame people uh, and that part really doesn't get talked about enough when it comes to MLK. Um, at any rate, uh, so Alicia Garza says, uh, I've been grappling with how to challenge cynicism in a movement that requires all of us to show up differently. On Saturday, I joined more than a million women in, the, uh, in Washington, D.C. to register my opposition to the new regime. Participating in the Women's March, if you count satellite protests around the country, the largest one-day mobilization in the history of the United States was both symbolic and challenging. Like many other black women, I was conflicted about participating that a group of white women had drawn clear inspiration from the 1963 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, yet failed to acknowledge the historical precedent, rubbed me the wrong way. Here would they go again, I thought, adopting the work of black people while erasing us. I've had enough before it even began. 53% of white women who voted for 2016 presidential election did so for a man who aims to move society backward. Were white women now having buyer's remorse? Where were all of these white people while our people are being killed in the streets, jobless, homeless, over-incarcerated, undereducated? Are you committed to freedom for everyone or just yourselves? 
for weeks i sat on the sidelines i saw debates on listservs about whether or not to attend the march the shade on social media directed at the white women's march oh shout out to me yeah i started that you welcome uh unconvinced that white women will ever fight for the rights of all of us uh many decided to sit the march out yet at time uh as time went on and the uh reality of the incoming uh donald trump administration sank in something began to gnaw at me do i believe that a mass movement is necessarily transform power in this country do i believe that this mass movement must be multiracial and multi-class do i believe that to build that mass movement organized beyond the choir is necessary if i believe all these things how do we get there and what's my role in making it happen i decided to challenge myself to be a part of something that is a perfect that doesn't articulate my values the way that i do and still show up clear in my commitment open and vulnerable to people who are new to the, in their activism i can be critical of white women and at the same time seek out and join the movement white white and of color who are awakening to the fact that all lives do not in fact matter without compromising my dignity uh my safety and radical politics uh in the end i joined an estimated well you know what's funny about that is um so much of what it seems that people have to do once they join like into the radical black pro pro black militant politics circle it seems like so much of what people do is focused around not wanting people to feel like they're compromised or um capitulating the whiteness in any way and sometimes that's a trap too because if your goal is your goal like I, i'll put it this way uh would there be a voting rights act if martin luther king never talked to lbj i don't know you know what i'm saying white people wouldn't come up with that on their own like there's certain shit where you're going to have to go into the lines then and look somebody in their motherfucking face and work with them and shake their hand or whatever and come to it as you have you are the power broker and me marching can't change you being the power broker like our the way the system is is set up rigged however you want to pronounce it or say it what do you do like because there's a fuck you motherfucker you're the one in charge now so fuck you uh things ain't perfect out here and then there's a okay well let's meet and talk about it and show me how we can get better fuck you if i do that and i shake your hand now i'm compromised people see me as consorting with you but that's how the power structure is fucked like there's power and there's you you can you, you have to have this this you have to do something to get to that power you know and and by by the way i'm not even just saying with like presidential polit- political figures i'm saying with whiteness there's power and whiteness and then there's you that's us you know what i mean and then and for things to move the white people have to move you know so there does have to be some level of like coming together and it is going to be fucked up and ugly and messy and not perfect it's going to be terrible it's like it's that thing i always say about van jones you know like i couldn't be van jones but damn we need van jones i ain't talking to these white people not not in a nice way nope. but you van jones like can say yeah van jones absolutely can do that we need a president obama we do yes we do you know whether people care or not maybe they recognize it a little bit more every day with trump but you need a motherfucker that can go in there and make white people in iowa feel comfortable enough to vote for them while also saying things like well black lives matter means this or trayvon martin basically didn't deserve to die or the police acted stupidly and you know like 
we need those people because it's just it, it's, it's just the way shit is it ain't gonna we are not gonna skip past that step of having to deal with white folks not 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 for freedom's sake um and there ain't enough of y'all to to enough of us to get guns and take over this country and shit they'll send the tanks in and kill all our ass before they do that all of us so it like as angry as we can be there you know i don't envy people that are in positions of leadership mm-hmm. when it comes to black causes because angry as you gotta be you gotta come to you gotta come to the table at some point and and what's so funny is that uh and i guess to me when anger can be used in all types of ways and you could be angry about something and not be expressing the anger and that's hard for people to understand because when people talk about Martin Luther King, like uh, the dude's Bigelow dude, talking about he didn't give in to his anger. Yes, he did. The anger mm-hmm. is what motivated him and fueled him and kept him going to accomplish these things. A lot of times, anger is not the problem. What do you do with that balled up emotions? Because you're going to be angry about a lot of shit in life. And some people take that anger and they go, well, fuck you. And some people take that anger and they go, well, I'm going to change something, not forgetting how I feel at this moment and letting this anger that I feel right now continue to motivate me until I accomplish whatever it is I need to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, you, I don't know. It, like I said, it's a, it's a lot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To process. And it's a lot that, cause at the end of the day, you, you are going to be, you can't ask people to not be angry, but right. You can't. I understand the point of when do you give up on that? Not give up, but when do you curtail your cynicism for the greater good? Right. Uh, cause I mean, end of the day, I, <laughs> uh, I still feel how I feel. And I read this and I, you know, I have a lot of respect for, um, the Black Lives Matter organization, even with, you know, some of the infighting and stuff among activists that I, you know, support and fuck with. Right. Um, uh, I still have respect for, you know, the fact that they organize this, the fact that they, um, you know, speak their minds on so many issues and whatnot. But yeah, I've always kind of been, I would never like consider myself a, a person to join their movement because it's a little more, for my taste, it's not, it's a little more murky and less goal oriented and less, it was, it's been more about, um, I think, getting a voice out then it's been about okay so then this is the actionable plan and i'm and and i think movements grow and change and and i'm sure that you know if you just keep checking in on them you'll see it kind of form more and more differently as it matures because that's you know that's just that's just what human nature is but you know i kind of enjoy i not enjoy but i i support like campaign zero a little bit more because they have actionable items they have let's meet with this person and talk about this thing here's you know here's the people you need to call to change the political side of this because they're already understanding and engaged with the idea that the political side of this is where the power is right so if the so you know there has to be some level of interface with that or else it's kind of meaningless um because yes we're angry and yes we want to have voices and, and and make things perfect and all this shit but at the same time we have to live in the real world and so you have kind of two sides of the same coin where it's like yes go fucking march tell these people 
about your experiences let these white folks know i know half y'all motherfuckers voted for this nigga anyway definitely understand that but then part of it's like so then when you once you say that now what because it can't stop there no it can't and 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 that's why i've always when it comes to the black liberation movement everybody has their roles Mm because you got them people they mad they angry they ain't gonna get off of it they gonna be like y'all white folks is wrong and that's gonna be their thing and they not gonna do nothing else right but in addition to that you need people to go okay we know your feelings hurt come on over here let me teach you let's let me help you get through this dry off your tears put on your big butt put on your big butt draws and understand that it ain't about you understand how you need to talk how to be a true ally like you need those people out there too and you need the people that's going to say okay i'm in the area where the movers and shakers are i can help policy changes i can reach across the aisle you know i can appeal you are you need a collection of all right. of that blackness and the problem comes in a lot of times it's infighting within all that blackness because some people think that their way is the only way when right. you need a conjunction when you need a, an, a, a a collaboration of all three in order to get things to shift as a whole and there's ego involved right. i mean you can't separate that from this you know i mean i remember when people were like well black lives matter is an organization they don't have a leadership structure they don't have this that and other and i remember people saying that as and that was like a thing they wanted out to the press was like you're not gonna be able to take us down by taking down one person or two people or three people or whatever but then by the time we got to um the the um vh1 concert where they like celebrated like hip-hop like women in hip-hop there was three women on stage taking an award so no matter how people view it it can be quote-unquote leaderless it could be that or other moments like that people are going to be like okay so these are the three people when we want to interview somebody these are the three people we're going to call when we want to with someone right you writing this piece for mike.com is not just some random person in black lives matter writing it it's it's people are going to see this as a leader writing this Mm -hmm. uh your opinion is going to be welded as a leader like uh people are sending this piece to black women who disagree on some like nope you got to be nice to white people i don't give a fuck she said it she said it you know so that's the problem right but that's part of leadership too also way to prove her wrong white folks what the fuck uh (laughs) it's like you walk in a party like these white folks is trying okay they cool let's just give them a break and then they like slam 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 in your face look what she wrote uh but um yeah so um I don't know i kind of understand and can definitely um relate to the point of and also man she might be tired you know what i mean like how how long are you supposed to do this shit how long are people supposed to keep threatening your life how you know how long are you supposed to have a mark on your on your job on your life on your career or your children like how how long is that supposed to go on forever like at some point you might be like look man these the white folks we got we gotta figure out how to work with these motherfuckers you know what i mean like um i can see it that way and then also you put in your time you know like once you're on that stage and you're getting you know recognition finally for the work you've done and people want to listen the people that want to listen and invite you to speak might be white people can you just be like fuck y'all y'all weren't there and that's it you know it's 
i completely understand man it's a pragmatic approach but maybe it's time for that in a fucking landscape that changed i I think even people that thought trump that thought well if trump wins i don't give a fuck are now being moved into okay this is worse than i thought you know like even the people that you know thought that maybe he'll be good in some kind of way and we'll get chaos you you're like and maybe there's people still out there like that but for the most part i think people are like yeah this is worse than i thought mm-hmm. this is bad mm-hmm. you know um yeah i hope people you know i hope churches today are talking about the religious persecution muslim people are facing come on you know what i mean because what what people what people fail to realize you start with one group and it goes across the board that's how it always began you start with muslims you're gonna branch off to other people they're checking muslim papers don't think they won't check your black ass papers either nobody is above reproach once you start down this lane and that's the thing you've got to support these people you got to stand behind them you got to say this shit ain't right you gotta you have to stand up because sooner or later it's gonna come down your road and you're gonna look around and you're gonna be by yourself because everybody else already got fucking deported or arrested and not to mention like other countries right right like we just look at the united states but what happens when other countries go oh we don't want your ass over here okay so y'all persecuting muslims well we persecuting christians over here so now what oh you want oh you thought you were gonna take this trip to wherever for a vacation yeah your ass ain't coming here no more we don't want y'all because y'all won't let our people in you know that kind of shit um what about and, the soldiers i'm sorry hmm? what about soldiers too because you know people will be right. like hey uh yeah we got some soldiers over here okay fuck it just go up there and just bomb the embassy or bomb wherever the soldiers are and call today fuck them yeah or the torture that right. you know oh, we're gonna torture people the torture is back in america okay cool because we got some pow's from the united states here and if y'all gonna be torturing our people then i mean we got to move forward on that information right right it's it's, it's it's not as cut and dry we, we cannot live on an island people are dumb the world is connected we cannot live on an island everything is connected in some way shape form or fashion be it imports be it exports be it money be it stocks and bonds everything is connected what we do here affects other parts of the world for you to think otherwise is idiotic so back to this article though one of the things is i also think um over the past couple years um the limitations of power of these organizations and movements has been on display you know because not enough changing and now that you have somebody who's anti everything you fought for things will get worse you know what i mean like before you could make you could say i'm just not satisfied with what the obama administration is doing and and you know not skipping past all the other shit just forget about all the other shit right you're just not satisfied with the president right that's no longer an option no it's not this president's not gonna listen to you and if anything he's gonna support and encourage the police and if even more even more so he's even planning on sending in like federal agencies into city jurisdictions come on like this you know national and shit national stop and frisk like this is no longer um this is no longer about like let us 
say the black dude isn't trying hard enough this is what do you do when somebody's trying to be the exact opposite of what you do like ain't no i'm gonna hold these people back or i'm gonna try to work with them or maybe i could pass this type no it's just completely uh yeah 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 go cops go fuck them up you know so i mean yeah what role are you gonna play in the future man i don't i mean i feel kind of bad because i mean but I guess as bad as you can feel because I always feel bad for any of these activists that come out and like pick a position or promote something that I know other black people are going to get pissed off about because you know I'm sure if you look at her mentions she already getting called everything in the name of God you know and then you also have a lot of white people patting her on the back that really don't fuck with her right. until she said this like when she was critical of whiteness more so than than this moment they were like oh god black lives matter people interrupting my brunch god i hate them and then the second she's like look we should try to work with these people if they got this energy to want to change this country let's use them basically and then they're gonna be like yep oh i always loved her she's great smartest person i saw so many white people quoting this article taking like one sentence and putting it on twitter like the share and it's all the sentences that that face like well maybe we should kind of you know come come to work with these white folks instead you know um but i think everybody don't feel like this maybe we shouldn't be angry that shit and that's the shit that make people mad because you're not going to basically take a black woman to to be other black women upside the head who don't feel like her we're we're not a monolith we're not a monolith and it's one of the things where she has a right to feel how she wants to feel and they're going to be people who don't feel the same don't take her and beat her over over other people's head like she's right and y'all wrong because you just don't agree with us yeah i mean sadly there's gonna be some trash white folks that use her words you know the way they use mlk's words and shit like shut up niggers right you just gotta i mean I don't feel like that should make what she said any less valid. You know what I mean? Like she still makes a great point in my opinion. Um, and it's one of the things I struggle with, man. Cause I see stuff like white people coming along. It is kind of a, okay. But then it's also like good. Like I said, I've been saying it for two weeks now. Um, I'm willing to be like, but that's kind of what you need. Like you're not getting this change the other way. Yeah. You might feel pure. The anger might be good. The rage is in the, in the, the, the idea of being so fucking morally superior to everybody feels fucking great and 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 saying fuck these fuck all these people i don't care where were you and all that shit and y'all voted for him that shit does feel good and it's true you know what i mean but at the same time if you want to fix a problem if that's all you got to say to the problem then it don't get fixed because these motherfuckers still are human beings with egos and shit they're not about to listen to that shit all day no it's sad <laughs> that's really what it is it's sad to me that's why i said i feel anger and sadness because some of it is just sad because it's like and now you got to go and basically act like that shit was okay like van jones is ahead of the curve that's where people gonna have to be he ahead of the curve with the like this doesn't make them bad people because they voted for trump because you need them same people to vote the other way next time yeah so you got to start now with the hey i think you're redeemable i think you made a mistake i think you just got tricked even though i don't believe any of that shit i sure don't but you gotta do it how else you gonna get it done because you're not gonna get it done with this ever dwindling number of angry people that just say fuck white folks i don't know what the math is on that but it ain't working right and i agree it's gotten worse i mean we got trump but like and i'm not saying this 
and to bash them but we got trump in some part because of black lives matter and because of black liberation movement and because activists and because of outspoken black Black people and because of social media and because people uh were so pro-black and openly about it it ain't their fault there's nothing wrong they didn't do anything wrong but white folks that weren't quote-unquote activated got activated right because they don't like that shit Deep down, they haven't learned their history. They don't know how destructive whiteness has been. They don't have any inclination to want to learn their history. Right. And as soon as they hear any level of critique, they want to shut that shit down. And so people marching in the street piss people off that quote unquote on our side. All that shit. You know, the, the, like there's anti-blackness that came out of people that would have sworn you would have, you would have sworn not a racist bone in their body until they couldn't go to brunch and now you're like "Mm, this motherfucking racist right so at what point do you make that switch man because you can't like i said it's only getting it's getting less and less the more that it's just about and also anger subsides even with them killing people in the streets i bet you there's not as many people at marches now as there were when you know it was mike brown when it was um eric garner you know what i mean like it's just not people can't there's a shelf life on all this shit and before people either get desensitized to it right or they just lose the passion or they feel hopeless because ain't shit happening right they just check out of we just had marches like we angry we angry this is another fucked up case and in a month nothing happens anyway because they figured out that you don't have the political capital to change it so it's like what you gonna do we 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 trying to make sure you can't vote that's what we doing you know what I mean? We're trying to make sure that we can rig the way that you, that votes are counted so that your votes don't count as much. That's what we're doing. That's the change that we're coming. Eventually, everybody got to come to the same loggerhead, which is how do we get political capital? That's the way you move America. It's very sad, but even the movements that we attribute to the people all eventually had to tackle the political angle yeah it's one of the things where you have to play the game even though a lot of people start from not wanting to play the game but eventually if you want to see any shift any change any movement you've got to it has to be all inclusive it has to be but the thing about the all inclusive it got to be all inclusive put like this it's one of the things where sometimes you have to trick white folks into something being all inclusive to include you also because it's, it's, it, it, if it's all inclusive and it centers black people, you're all going to have some white people that's going to care. But overall, most white people are going to tap out. So you have to have something that's quote unquote all inclusive that actually moves your agendas also. Yeah. What it, um, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's, it's, that's what it is. It's, you can't do anything in this country without white folks. Nope. And that's just a sad place that it has to come to, but at the end of the day when you see that and i'm not an organizer like that so who knows how she felt being on the stage seeing these people finally listen seeing her voice giving credit like maybe she can see a vision that other people haven't seen yet of now how do we use these people because they're listening now you know because this is the other part of this election that i think people don't want to give credence to because everybody's so angry with white folks for voting this dude in there's a lot of white folks that got humbled yeah and they're willing to listen now and they weren't before 
like, there's a lot of white folks that in their arrogance really thought one black people were tripping about this trump shit right they thought we were oh why he's he's entertaining and we were like there's nothing funny about this dude he's scary as fuck no 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 he'll never win he's a joke and we're like no you don't understand he's speaking to something that you don't know because you don't get twitter eggs in your fucking mentions all day you don't follow the the news about racism and shit like we do because we have to survive this country and navigate this country you don't have the um wherewithal to really understand how dangerous this shit is right and how it appeals to white people that think they're not bad people people own slaves and didn't think they were bad people come on so 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 like you don't even understand what he's speaking on you just think that we're basically essentially tripping right and now when in this loss in a way where every measurable 99 percent of people who measured who was gonna win had hillary clinton winning many in a landslide this blow to their ego is enough to make them listen that's sad that it had to happen that way they would have never listened Mm -hmm. if hillary would have won there wouldn't have been marches because white people wouldn't have been marching right black people might have been marching for something else but white people wouldn't have been marching and even the black people marching the marching would have it would have been a lot smaller march you know what i mean so and the thing is a lot of times by the time it gets in their view white people's view marginalized people have suffered somebody has died like and i think that's the thing to make black people mad they go well you know somebody gonna die from this and it continue to be ignored and like you say something traumatic got to happen for you to take it seriously and black people go well yeah we told you but it's some folks over here that died okay i got the and it's it's sad that you gotta go okay i gotta even though it hurts not that you got to ignore but i'm gonna go okay i know people died but i'm glad you're here you know it's sad but it's and a lot of black people are like no fuck you these people died and you're the problem mm-hmm. <laughs> you caused this and i'm not gonna let you forget you caused this issue mm-hmm yeah i I mean yeah like i said it's uh when i read it man i just to me i read i was like well that's kind of almost how you have to do it eventually um you know and then the other part of it that i was thinking was like uh as a human being you could be tired man fighting by yourself all this time organizing the same people every time no new faces in the crowd a dwindling group of people at some point you know and and a change that's not coming from your actions like not saying they weren't causing any positive change but just it's like are the, is a police officer gonna think twice about shooting a unarmed black person i don't think they are so you know what are the tangible changes we can make you know like there you know even some of the things that we like i think a lot of people felt like maybe this will be positive body cameras and and things of this nature um even with that part of us still feels like well if there was progress that would come from that it won't happen under trump Mm-mm. you know in fact they might repeal it right like so you know other progress whether people agree or feel that it's progress i definitely feel that it's progress to have an eric holder to have um you know uh to, to have a, a federal uh to have an ag that'll be like can, let's look at all of the aspects of the ferguson police department and not just say hey if we get this one cop we win no let's look at why are they so fucked up oh wait they have literally made a tax out of policing black people that that's a revenue stream now we can maybe we can do something with that knowledge 
because not in addition to not showing people that black people ain't crazy you're also showing that this pattern of abuse fuels their economy that's a big that's a big picture move like that's a big thing now what do you do about it well under trump nothing you know what i mean you can't even push him to do something you there's no protest or march that can make him go oh you know what i'm gonna start investigating this stuff i'm gonna continue these investigations and all that shit so yeah man um anyway i read it um it's gonna be interesting to see how you know she's treated around it and what comments people have for and stuff and you know i i really just hurt hope that people will understand that just because she has changed her sort of tactics doesn't mean you can beat other black people over the head with it because at the end of the day that's just her opinion you know what i mean like that so let's leave it at that uh anyway zero to a hundred zero for her opinion a hundred for them taking and beating other black people upside the head with it oh uh, you know that's very valid um yeah i think i gotta echo that but uh yeah uh anyway it was a good read uh and it's on mike.com if y'all want to read it um and i suggest y'all do man i read the whole thing it was like i don't know it was like it was fascinating because it's like i've never it's like when malcolm x changed from fuck these white folks to all right i saw i went to mecca and saw white people that were muslim mm-hmm. maybe i have to reform the way i'm approaching the s- solutions to top to, to the things i want in america right. like it's like that to me where it's like wow this is real time like a real time sort of public discussion i mean it sucks that it's happening in front of white folks or white people are involved or whatever but still um it's it's it's, it's, it's interesting time to be allowed to read that um all right man we need to do some white people news okay guys let's sort of calm down this has been very black very frustrating (laughs) uh discussion we've had here uh let me find on spotify some white people songs um let's see oh wait this is the wrong playlist give me one second to find my right playlist um the hell did i put this playlist mm-hmm. what the fuck it was near the top wasn't it Mm-mm-mm. oh here we go all right i'll use this playlist uh all right how about um uh here here's one for white folks okay Spend my life in this sweet serenity. 
Right, white people news time. Of course, can't start white people news without the very bad news of y'all man Trump, cause that's y'all's man. Oh, that nigga, he had it lit up last night. Like, like, like I can't, cause I know you were kind of sleeping, mm-hmm. and you had, you know, you was tired. But I kind of was peeking in on Facebook and Twitter, and the stroke of a pen, and all across the country. People was like, oh, no, the fuck you I ain't sending my mama, my dad, and my grandparent, my, no, you not. And people showed up by the thousands at airports. It got really, really uh ugly. And I don't know if you're going to talk about Uber. Yep. Okay. Oh, oh okay. I, you want me to? No, no, no right. I, I didn't know if you were going to talk about Uber. I didn't want to go into it. We're going to discuss it. But yeah. No, go ahead. You got it. But it was so uh fucked up because a lot of the taxi drivers – a lot of my immigrants, a lot of taxi, regular standard yellow taxi drivers, especially, uh, in, in, uh, the larger major, uh, cities, uh, especially up north are immigrants. And they was like, nope, we're not driving. Fuck you. So basically people couldn't get around, uh, if you were using taxis. So Uber actually hiked their rates and started using surge prices, which made people mad. So then they took down their surge prices and we're saying, well, we'll get you. It just takes a little bit longer. And the CEO of Uber uh, basically supported Trump. So, you know, a lot of people would have been deleting their Uber apps, mm. um, deleting their accounts. You have a lot of uh, people who used to drive for Uber came out and said, I will no longer drive for Uber. A lot mm. of people are starting to go to Lyft uh, instead, like using them as an alternative to Uber. Uh, and, and also, uh, Lyft came out and they gave a million dollars to the, what is it, ACLH? What? A- ACLU. ACLU, my bad. ACLU, they gave a million dollars to ACLU. And <coughs> it was one of those things where, uh, I, it, it, it was, <coughs> put like this. In the course of nine days, he's only been president for nine days. He's had more protests. <laughs> That, that that I can think of than any other president in modern history. Like, I don't know about the, you know, but I know modern history in nine days. In nine days, he's basically derailed everything Obama had in some way, shape, form, or fashion. He signed over 200 uh, executive orders in nine days. Think about that, y'all. That's a fucking lot. So all he's been doing is signing papers. Wait, he signed 200? Yeah, if I'm not, is it 200? No, no, check. no. I think he might be on pace to sign 200. Yeah, he's on, I, it's not 200. Okay, he's on pace to sign 200 executive orders, which is a lot. Uh, that's more than some signing their entire presidency. Um, and I think that 
him doing the thing signing the thing about the uh muslims the uh immigrants affected a lot of people and it made people come out in numbers it made people um and i'm glad that uh a lot of people i get like this i told y'all to give you credit people there a lot of people that was like that white woman march was out here at this too mm-hmm. so i give you credit where credit's due i applaud you that you still have that fire that burns within mm-hmm. and there are a lot of uh, white people well, white women in particular so i'm talking about right here they came out in droves and was like no this is not right you had a lot of uh people in congress and senate that actually went to the airports participated in the march uh i forgot one dude he was at like a a a, a fancy event he came with his tux and suit and tie all white all all decked out to the event and i think um for me uh i am uh, i i can truly say this made me proud to be an american i i, I can truly say just just watching the people shut their airports down, watching them protest, watching them be angry. And the reason why I said it made me proud to be American because it was not centered around whiteness. Uh, white people came out and people came out in a hole and it was not, you were not the focus of attention. This is the stuff that made me proud, that made me go, this is what you need to do. People were calling congressmen. People were calling senators. They were emailing them. They letting them know that y'all need to stand up and y'all need to tell them this shit ain't, it's not right. It's not right what you're doing to people. And then the, the, the quote unquote, the kicker is, is that, um, the places that he quote unquote banned were none of the places where his hotels were. And they're none of the places where we were, uh, the people from, they attacked us on 9-11. Right. They're none of the places they came from. Right, right. So, like, like it's just here's some brown countries that won't really affect my businesses, that won't really affect the allies of the United States, um, and we will basically pick them out as the bands. Uh, the executive order was horribly uh, executed as well, and horribly worded. It was not detailed. Um, so people were doing what they this do. is what happens when you don't bring things through Congress and Senate, by the way, because. Right when you have to bring it through the american people you essentially get to hear everybody's issues and once you hear everybody's issues then you don't have as much of a um ability to uh dismiss them you know when you do an executive order especially an incompetent administration like this that needed to sit down and be tutored from president obama and shirked uh security uh clearance information i mean security uh briefings and shit like that this is not this is a man that pretty much is signing anything put in front of him right what we're seeing is actually uh steve banning's uh steve bannon's um agenda who's a white supremacist and former breitbart um person like we're seeing what happens when a white nationalist has an agenda and is taken over um and he's the one he actually personally overruled the department of homeland security's decision not to include green card holders in the travel ban so there's people that are stuck in airports stuck overseas um that are american citizens that have green cards even uh that can't come back because he decided for 90 days we should we should ban we should put a ban on this now a judge did overrule this i think 
the department of homeland security is even moving forward on the judge's orders like fuck steve bannon and and donald trump right now so at the moment this is a banner defeat of donald trump but it's but it's the 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 message has been received out there and it won't stop and like you said seeing people organize and clog up the airports and mm-hmm. uh taxi the taxi service and like i think it was new york was right, like we, just, we the taxi union was like we won't pick up anyone from the airport right until y'all because there were like two iraqi people or iranian people that were basically taken into custody at the airport mm-hmm. and one of them's free i don't know if the other one's been let go yet but it was that kind of shit and seeing people organize and be like no mm-mm that is beautiful and like karen said man that's the kind of shit that gives me hope as opposed to the women's march or something like that it's like the energy from that because push come to shove there's gonna be something to to march for every month every week right with this administration so and and there can be victories gained and honestly it's up to the people now to put the backbone of the politicians it won't happen the other way around they only talk that game when they're campaigning they only talk that shit when they're campaigning. They want to get your vote. Right. Because they know that's what people really want. But when it's time for action, you know, Elizabeth Warren, she, she's confirming Ben Carson, you know, um, you, you know, there's like, there's, there's these moments where you're like, ah, where's, where's all that fight? Like, why isn't that fight? Like, I don't want to be an obstructionist. What are you being offered behind the scenes? Cause that's what it makes me think. Cause you were plenty happy saying you would be an obstructionist uh a month ago now it's time to work with these motherfuckers and by work with get steam rolled over with over so you know i'm so i'm more surprised that politicians are just cynical and being like if i stand in his way at least i can be known as the Bernie sanders of 2018 2020 i can come out and be like i said no to everything he said so y'all gotta vote for me as opposed to even Bernie Sanders talking about working with this motherfucker. Right. And also <clears throat> the thing about last night, it was so beautiful because a lot of the taxi drive, taxi uh, cabs were not running. A lot of people walked miles literally to get to these airports because, you know, in some of these major cities, that's your only form of transportation. And some of the cities were getting so ugly. They were shutting down um, subways. They ran back and forth to the airport, trying to make it impossible for people to get there. And people had to come and say, y'all let the shit run. Don't strand these people at the airport. Just bullshit like that. And that's what happens when you make an executive order that's unorganized, don't really lay out the guidelines of what people are and are not supposed to do. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So you had the Muslim ban order from Trump, um, which uh essentially was executive order to ban people from like seven different countries from coming in and out of the united states uh avaka trump was on instagram putting a glamorous picture of her and her husband about to go out to a swanky dinner um and then she was in a silver gown you know let them eat cake right this is the kind of people we have in office this is what happens when you have a classless first family in office come on you know instead of uh, coming on and speak because obama would have actually made some form of a speech or came out or just right. acknowledge he signed, he signed this shit like a coward 
right you know there's no press conferences no mm-mm. no nothing so 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 basically <clears throat> you have chaos across the country and you're fucking not even addressing it right that's the type of president we have you know what what's going to happen when we get the next school shooting he's not going to address it what's going to happen when it's time to go to war he's going to tell everybody to go to war and he's not going to goddamn address it because this is the bullshit this is the cowardless bullshit that people like him do he does shit and and, and really don't want to deal with the consequences because he quote unquote don't want to look bad uh tech leaders finally started speaking out against them which i can't front uh i was more like now so because the tech industry essentially gets a lot of their talent from outside the united states and now we're talking about their employees that may not be allowed to come back and forth to the united states now these motherfuckers got found a backbone twitter let them basically uh let him punk their ass out when he didn't even invite them to that meeting after he they're the platform he uses the most i would have deleted his fucking account but i'm petty uh but it's it's amazing how um you know now all of a sudden they're like this is un-american this is wrong like oh is it because you ain't got no coders uh uh from the united states you know because they got to go back and forth to their countries and they might be on that list at some point or you got muslim people that they're muslim but they also work for twitter or whatever you know and you don't encourage now them. you care right and you don't encourage your ingrown american people who probably could code just fine you but but a lot of times you don't want to pay american salaries yeah. you pay them a fraction of the price uh at any rate um yeah uber ceo pledged to compensate thousands of drivers affected by trump's immigration ban at the protesters delete the app and accuse the company of colluding with trump uh so that's good uh you don't lose business fuck them lyft is like on this right there was the, you know what lyft lyft walked in like uh playstation did on xbox when people were mad because xbox was like hey y'all uh we think about the future they was like uh-uh we're gonna give the people what they want <laughs> i think lyft walked in like uh yeah, Lyft, like Lyft was just. They was like, "Oh, y'all fucked up. Oh, we we gonna we gonna get our shit straight." That's what they did. They they mm-hmm. they 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 kicked the connect off. It was like, "Hey, this is we we hear y'all. This is what you want." Yeah, <laughs> that's what the fuck. They was like, "Oh, that that's how you fuck up. We ain't fuck it up." Mm-hmm. Like uh, what what um, uh, Uber. You know, they was like, "Oh, y'all so y'all y'all support Trump?" Because I mean, less people got our app than yours come on you know what i mean but they was, they walked up to all them users deleting their app it was like hey so i see you uh to be there for you i see you deleting that app uh mm-hmm. you still need a ride from downtown girl you still need a ride mm-hmm. how you gonna get how you gonna get back to work without uber because uh i'm here to lift you up girl yeah we we here for you in, in fact we get a discount. In fact, first rise on us. That, that's how much we love you. Mm-hmm. Girl, you know, I just gave a million dollars to the ACLU. You know you like that, don't you? Because I want you to be happy, girl. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. I see you over there. I see you over there arguing with your Uber. But I tell you what, you ever been, you ever been on a, a, a yacht cruise? Because I'll take you on a yacht cruise, girl. Mm-hmm. You know what? Y'all you talking about them surcharges? We'll even waive your surcharges. Come on over here. Yeah. I do. Oh, oh, yeah. He he gone. Well, he just kicked you out your car because he mad. 
that you did you ask him you don't like trump girl i'll give you the ride hrc all day i'm with her and i'm with you on this ride i'm telling you man yeah they get they get ready to pick up all them uber drivers all mm-hmm. them uber drivers that quit Lift was like hey i I see on Twitter you said you quit. Here's the application right here. We'll approve you, right? We'll approve you by DM. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to need the drivers. Right. Because <laughs> they, they don't fucked up. Next time we get to traveling, we're going to use a lift too. Lift us up, lift. They said they will compensate as drivers who may be barred from entering the U.S. for 90 days as a result of Donald Trump's executive order. It includes legal permanent residents and visa holders from the seven countries. Kalanick. Kalanick said it would affect dozens of employees and dozens of dri- thousands of drivers. Federal judge in Brooklyn issued an emergency stay on Saturday, on Saturday night. It remains unclear whether that will relieve Uber from having to compensate drivers. The New York Taxi Workers Alliance announced an hour-long boycott of JFK Airport. They said they would be standing in solidarity with the Muslim ban pro- protesters, but Uber said they would be reducing surge pricing to the airport. Oh, trying to <laughs> I told you that's because mm-hmm. they hyped it because they knew they was gonna have an increase of people trying to get down there, and right. then when people got mad, they decreased their prices, and then realized, well, it's gonna take us a little longer. When in mm. fact, you should have been in solidarity with everybody else and just not doing it at all. Well, I just redownloaded Uber, okay? Because it's not gonna be, be it's no better time than to get in right now, y'all. I'm telling y'all, mm-hmm. these rides about to be cheap. I'm trying to get them to take me to Charleston. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get a Charleston trip out of <laughs> Uber. Cause I would call up there and be like, listen, y'all want to make America hate again? Then y'all need to ah! lower this rate again. Cause I'm trying to go to Charleston for free. First ride free. <laughs> for everybody, no. everybody, everybody redownloading. No, no, mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. Melania Trump is hiring a team to help her fight back against social media attacks. Once again, you can never ever be. Never ever. You know all the attacks Michelle Obama endured? Come on, dog. You need a team, nigga. You need a team. Psh. I know Michelle be somewhere up in the White House like, a block. Barack, you believe this fool's head? Uh, <laughs> uh, could you imagine uh, Michelle and Obama uh, seeing all them protests and they drink and go, well, y'all said Hillary and Trump was the same, mm-hmm. sipping on margaritas. Come here, come here, girl, come here. Do you see this? I ain't been gone nine days and motherfuckers out there protesting. Do you see this? Man, <laughs> I don't know how he feel, dog. I would he be, probably hurt. Yeah, I would be hurt. They oh, tried yeah. to erase. They tried to stop hurt. everything I wanted to do, and they erasing my legacy in fucking nine days. Oh yeah, I know. I would hurt. be so hurt and mad. Yeah, upset. I know Michelle just mad, and I don't blame her. You know what? I I, I don't care what nobody say. On the low, she had epic faces when uh. Trump got uh, inauguration, but one thing they can tell you that a black woman is angry. She didn't do her hair. She, you know, she put her hair back in the swoop. Mm-hmm. She didn't take the time. They ain't deserve it. Right. She, 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 she woke up that day, brushed her hair back. She now she personally did this. She was like, "I'm not even gonna go get my hair done." They was like, "You sure? I'm, don't, 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 don't even waste your time. Just do my makeup, and mm-hmm. I'm going out there." Um so yeah that um yeah melania need help she need a whole team y'all a whole team for abuse the, a whole the, team the, the abuse she getting out of the fraction of people that's following her from the all these motherfuckers the most abuse she getting is people saying free her all the shit people said about michelle it won um yes at, that's it won 
at the trump order some lawmakers have spoken out many remain silent yeah just remember the cowards that's all i'm asking remember the, remember the people that didn't say shit also uh i don't think this muslim man shit is nearly as controversial as people say it is here's why most of them fucking republicans advocated for the same shit on that stage they just knew better than to try to do it yes they did but when they were campaigning for votes they completely were on the like mm-hmm, yep we need to do something about these muslims and the president they don't respect us and that terrorist is gonna get us because he won't even say islamic terrorism he won't even say it y'all like so a lot of these people stoked the fires of islamophobia that only leaked to the logical conclusion that trump already had and that's why they got the support you can't separate those two and also fuck bill maher bill maher tried to come out and do like a his closing uh thought or whatever and this is only because i heard from people because i don't watch his shit show but um he tried to come out and be like this was wrong bitch you are all the years you are one of the main culprits of islamophobia in america you try to hide it behind your atheism but you don't hate everybody like that you You don't don't think of other people like that and you have constantly there's so many moments where people have put the clips online of like here's so-and-so arguing with bill maher about uh islam here's so-and-so arguing about bill maher with islam you fucking hate muslims Mm -hmm. and for you to come out of your mouth and try to be on the quote-unquote right side of history on this particular moment ain't shit dog right it ain't shit you ain't be fooling me next week yeah and people that are fans of yours have been ignoring your islamophobia for fucking years now right and that's the only reason they're tolerating it is because they agree with you on other shit which says a lot more about them than it says about him but the point being um a lot of people are sitting up there uh congratulating him like he had some type of a pip no nigga he still hate muslim people and his his left wing bigotry is just as much uh a fucking uh precursor to this right wing shit this shit unifies a lot of people yes it does like i said you got black christians that they might not fuck with trump's racism but they fuck with his Islamophobia. so <clears throat> anyway uh trump administration hired a staffer known for racial social media posts racist social media posts of course why not uh hiring a former field organizer uh teresa unruh was officially announced through an email that acting secretary phil rosenfeld dispensed to education uh department employees this week she was blasted in media over the summer when a series of offensive facebook posts were exposed by the media back in june she shared a post that read we need islam control not gun control keep in mind more americans have died from kids shooting up a school than anything islam or to even terrorist related but cool uh you you do the math yourself um they were among several facebook postings that reflected an insensitive insensitivity towards minority voters including among them a viral video of an african-american man eating chicken while mocking his own race for a number of children they have and for still lamenting over slavery had me cracking up thank you please share this with people she captioned Huffington post unveiled that it had traced back uh to discover posts that were hostile towards barack obama during his presidency one such message accused the former president of treason and called him a terrorist at the time the promotion of such propaganda was not uncommon for the tea party types who would eventually compromise trump's base however now that he has taken an oath to serve all americans while occupying the highest uh the nation's highest office his continued association with much less his appointment of such divisive figures in his cabinet may present a challenge to his reputation going forward 
yeah may but yeah mm-hmm. he hired racist people um t- trump staffers have their own private email server i know what you guys are thinking but what about the emails what about them what about the emails what about the emails from here okay what about the emails they're the same y'all right she had a private email server so they, 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 i mean but yeah. but you know he elite you know it, i guess it's okay for his people what about the email uh, uh as bernard would say what about the economy yeah um uh texas mosque got burned down after the white house announced the muslim ban probably a coincidence that. probably a coincidence right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um all right anyway after all this um donald trump says that the muslim ban is working out very nicely yeah, just like he planned it. Mm-hmm. Just like that's y'all man. Mm-hmm. Just like he planned it. Yeah, work it out very nice. So he planned for all the protests and people to be upset. All the confusion at the airports, people not uh-huh. knowing who was affected and who's not. Right. Americans people, being stuck overseas for hours, mm-hmm. days, still ain't back. Um, who was that? Uh, forgot the name where people rent the homes. Um, what's the name of that service? But people do like. Um, they um, rent out homes to stay mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. They were saying that some that they're offering Airbnb. Mm-hmm. They said that they're actually offering uh, places for all those people to stay if they're stranded. Because mm. they said some of them are gonna be stranded for a while. Yep. Trying to get back to the United States, so they was like, "Hey, if you're in one of these countries, let us know." Even even people in Canada, you know, they send out things telling people in Canada, "Hey, if you're stranded up here, you know, and you can't get back to the states, let us know. We'll find you." Canada Prime stay. Minister put out a picture of him hugging a um, young uh, child from another country, being like, "Hey, y'all welcome here." Like, I don't know what's up with America, but y'all more than welcome to come to Canada. Yeah, you are. Here's some maple syrup, baby. Have a good time. Uh, and Donald Trump called uh, Vladimir Putin and uh, Mike Pence demanded to be in on the call because can't trust this nigga um, and uh, in the call he said we'll see what happens he may discuss lifting sanctions on Russia um, at some point of course mm-hmm. uh, alright the other white people news that y'all actually do want to hear okay and we'll end the show on this I mean, obviously, sword ratchetness. Um, <clears throat> so we still got some more information going on with the Paula Patton stuff and oh, Robin Thick. What else happened? Paula Patton's son, Julian Six, is hyperventilating and freaking out after allegedly being abused by dad, Robin Thick, as she puts custody arrangements on the back burner. Uh, yep, the six year old son is allegedly suffering deep issues due to the alleged abuse he received at the hands of his father. TMZ claims Paula, 41, is focusing her energy on discovering just how troubled the youngster is instead of pressing ahead with custody arrangements. Julian has allegedly been hyperventilating and freaking out while Paula has hired a therapist to get to the bottom of this issue, according to a source. Uh, the news comes just a day after Paula was pictured out and about in Los Angeles for the first time since shocking claims about her relationship with Robert emerged. Photos showed the actress at a parking lot in Malibu with her son and an unidentified man who appeared to mediate a conversation between Patton and Thick's new girlfriend, April Love Geary. A witness says Geary reminded uh, or remained seated in another vehicle throughout the encounter. Patton was granted custody of Julian on Thursday after her mother had to call police when her uh, when her ex Thick showed up and demanded to see their child earlier this month. 
um sources say Patton arrived with julian and handed him over to the mediator who drove to an undisclosed location before leaving the mediator appeared to pass a message along to geary walking over to her car to speak with her then coming back and getting in his car and driving away with julian Patton initially wanted to keep the details of their custody battle out of the public eye an insider told people she said paula very much wanted to keep this within the family as she believes that was in julian's best interest however she has to fight back to protect her son as a mother it's one thing to stay quiet if you're a victim of abuse but once it extends to your child you have to speak up in court papers filed in the custody case she claims that thick had been a long-time drug abuser cheated on her shamelessly and even beat her on occasion oh but thick himself said he believes the sudden custody fight stems from Patton's anger that she was not invited to his father actor alan thick's funeral in december that's a stretch i'm not saying i don't we obviously don't know what the fuck happened but right i'm gonna accuse you of beating me years ago to like see child services gets called to the school like because i couldn't go to the funeral right Mm. the school ain't making that up i believe paula's sudden ardent opposition to me spending time with julia is a product of residual anger she holds towards me neither my family nor i will permit paula to her or her family to attend the funeral of my father on december 20th 2016 paula did not have a positive relationship with my father often made negative comments to me about my father it's my belief that paula only wanted to attend because it would have resulted in additional public exposure for her as such she was not welcome at his funeral paula has been exceedingly hostile towards me since even refusing my request to have julian on christmas morning so he could open presents in my home which would have been particularly special in light of my father's funeral five days prior he said in court documents but Patton's lawyer larry backman says that his claim legitimately fit his client legitimately fears for her life paula is a reasonable is reasonable has reasonable apprehension of imminent serious bodily injury to herself and her child um but yeah she says she uh got hit uh their son's birthday in 2013 thick organized to have a, ma- a massage at their home and that she walked in to see him having inappropriate contact with the masseuse i told robin i was upset and that his conduct was not cool i left the room and went to another bedroom and locked the door robin became so enraged that i interrupted his interrupted his massage that he broke down the locked door she said she spent the night at a friend's house when she returned the next day robin became physically violent pushing her to the ground and kicking her thick reportedly had another outburst three months later when the two attended cans uh film festival during the fight paula says robin hit me with a closed fist to my upper body and then pushed me onto the ground mm. she says she left the room to walk the streets of cans and called robin's father the late actor alan thick for help in salvaging the relationship in 2014 paula says thick exploded at her in front of her son and his nanny i was in vancouver filming a movie entitled warcraft robin and julian went to stay with me for the weekend robin told me that as part of my valentine's gift he was going to wake up with julian that day which was an extraordinarily unusual action for him to take so that i could sleep in when julian woke up that morning the nanny brought him into our room asked him whether he was going to get up and watch our son robin lost control in front of our nanny and in front of julian he jumped out of bed naked screaming julian was upset and frightened by this unexpected rage as was i a few days after the vancouver incident two decided to separate robin quite quite simply emotionally wore me down i felt abused and disrespected and depressed i wanted out of this marriage and i did not have the strength to go another day with robin giving me giving the emotional cost also troubling was thick's drug use even when caring for their son Patton says thick hosted their son's fifth birthday party april 2015 after the two separated and that she was shocked to see he invited his drug dealer named guido to the party something she found highly inappropriate 
uh from the start of their marriage Patton says thick had battled addiction she says he drank and smoked marijuana openly in front of their family and used cocaine on a social basis she says she witnessed these uses escalate after the birth of their son then as their marriages were coming to an end uh she says he hid many of his issues from her 2009 she learned they sh- their shared entertainment manager quit citing dry- quit citing robin's drug use as a sole reason uh i was shocked as i had no idea till then the extent of robin's cocaine abuse <clears throat> his drug use appeared to cause a strain on their marriage in 2013 in a counseling session thick said uh to is said to have admitted to Patton that he had a drug and alcohol problem was affecting his behavior another issue that Patton brought up in the court document was thick shameless infidelity yeah them pictures was telling come on dog his wonder and I ruined her Valentine's Day in 2013 when Patton says he treated her to a stay at LA's Chateau Marmont Hotel. She says they rented two bungalows and that thick invited friends over to a party. She says they made love in one of the bedrooms. She fell asleep, but when she was asleep, Patton says thick tried to have sex with one of the other party attendees in another bedroom. Wow. After the taping of the VMAs, I went to our room only to find Robin in the bed with two naked women. I left the hotel, wandered the streets. Man, she wandered the streets a lot. Wandered the streets of New York and called my brother crying. When I confronted Robin about this, he admitted to attempting to have sex with a stranger, but stated he ended up being unable to do so because of the amount of cocaine he used that evening that had caused him to be unable to perform. <laughs> like, that's a, baby, don't worry, I had coke dick. Why are you so, yes, I tried to fuck her, but I couldn't julian was in another room with not out of my love yeah you. i just couldn't i baby. mean he leaves was like i couldn't you know i just thought about you and you walked in the room yeah i would have tried to put it in but that's just i mean my dick wouldn't get hard i mean because <gasps> so why are you so mad julian was in another room with our nanny at the time man i know that that nanny's eyes have seen rivers oh yes it has rivers have come later that year he went on tour and when he returned Patton says her husband told me that he had unprotected sex with seven other women he then informed me that a tabloid had found out about this and that they were going to expose him in exchange for better treatment robin offered them an exclusive interview he wanted me to hear about the unprotected sex from him as opposed to reading in tabloids i immediately had myself tested for stds and aids given his representation that his having sex with other women was unprotected Patton says she even caught him in the act once uh at the mtv vmas that same year after taping a war show went to our room only found oh wait they already said that why are they repeating this in this article oh daily mail that was so terrible that was the same award show that molly size grinded up on robin thick during the performance of blurry lines oh yeah that's the one she was jiggling them little chicken cheeks mm-hmm. his inability to commit to one woman continued even after they separated april 2014 Patton says thick stated he wanted to get back together and he was making an album about her uh that's when i was like when i listened to that album that's when i was like this nigga sound abusive oh, that shit was terrible it sound like emotional abuse nigga stop stalking yeah, and go man. away that shit so like it was a terrible it was album a stone i don't know yeah it's so chipping aluminum foil mm-hmm. cubic zirconium yes but one uh on one visit on a break from filming in vancouver thick left his phone out and she glanced a text message to his friend rich asking him to come over the house because he had six naked women there damn this nigga can't help himself asked robin about the text he told me he had sex with one of the girls in the guest bedroom he told me that he had thrown a manicure pedicure party for the six naked women in our family home oh this nigga was on some uh peter guns i fucked up 
i told him that was the end robin agreed to a divorce and told me that he had very little money left and he would most likely end up living in an apartment in the valley in another incident on the day before christmas eve in 2013 pat says her husband accidentally called her while he was having sex with another woman jesus how you butt down somebody when you're getting some butt come on man uh in another line i called his bandmates and begged them to reach to tell him to hang up the phone before the sounds of his sexual encounter were too much to bear uh Patton says that at first they were co-parenting without issue but she says she saw a change in both her son and her ex's behavior that caused her to file for sole custody Patton's main concern started last year when her son told her that thick had started spanking him she says she learned from her ex were from that her ex was using corporal punishment on a child in december and when her son recalled an incident on a recent sleepover with his dad uh julian told me that while at the old house while spending the night with robin before going to sleep julian had asked robin for one more hug julian heard his father walk down fall to come back out to his room and julian was expecting another hug instead of getting a hug robin came into the room came angry and gave him a spanking julia told me he must have annoyed his father by continually asking for another hug before going to sleep but instead of receiving a hug instead he was hit around that time julian also said that his father grabbed him by the neck after a trip to the virgin islands in november julian said to me i know daddy was really tired but it hurt on january 2nd Patton said her son described the spankings in more detail while her mother was present julian told my mother that emmy that when robin spanked him it was really hard uh we asked him to show us how hard i asked him to hit me on the back to demonstrate julian described the hit as hot fire lava but worse than that hot fire lava ah! you must have had them dylon beatings spit hot fire lava man wouldn't plan and showing me how hard he was hit i was taken aback by how hard julian hit me up my back and i told julian i could not keep his secret and that i needed to protect him he became very angry tensed up and yelled at me that if i told he would never tell me anything about his father again Patton never got the chance to report the spankings herself because she was called to school the next day for a meeting in the meeting julian's teacher said how she had overheard him talking about the spankings and would need to report them to the police she didn't have a choice yeah so this isn't even some um the kid told me and confessed like because that's what people are trying to say like oh she put that kid up to talking about his father i mean and is it really a stretch because we all believe this nigga was a cheating ass coke addict right yes we did is that really like such a stretch that like he was abusive what well i never like i don't know dog some of this shit just seemed like people don't want to believe paula Patton. right i believe her and then some of them was like why are you saying it now like well if you find out i can understand like to a certain extent while she endured certain emotional and physical abuse during a relationship and being like it's not gonna happen with my kid sorry yeah you, can, you know you can beat me but you ain't gonna beat my baby uh so his teacher said that the previous month julian had commented on her uh commented to her that dad punches me so hard but never where everyone anyone sees and if we're in any in a public space like the beach dad would take me to the bathroom dad would never hit me in public because someone would ask what he was doing and then call 911 if we are home dad would take me to my bedroom and hit me oh so he did tell the teacher well that was over a month ago too why she didn't do nothing that time mm-hmm. hmm that's weird seem like you should have to do something that's a lot of information to decide well i'll wait and see if he brings it up again uh she also said that julian told her that her dad grabbed him by i think even his dad by the back of the neck and hurt him 
uh he also he asked dad to stop but dad wouldn't stop and instead took julian to the bathroom and hurt him really hard these startling comments led Patton to keep her son with her for the time being she also hired an off-duty la police officers to provide security the custody battle came to a head january 19th when thick showed up to a mother's house to man to see julia uh her filing states for that thick showed up at her mother's house on january 19th while their son was being interviewed by child services workers and that the singer refused to leave after the child service workers left thick banged on the door demanded to see his son leaving only after Patton's mother called police this last incident with robin was terrifying for me it was terrifying for our son i have no idea why robin would resort to coming over my mother's house creating a scene in my opinion his conduct in front of dcfs and other third-party witnesses is only evidence of either sustained abuse or complete inability to maintain self-control particularly for the benefit of our child she said a judge agreed to grant Patton temporary sole custody of her son until the next hearing february 24th till then thick will still be able to see his son three times a week and supervised visits at a neutral location ginsburg wrote in the court filing that thick is seeking sole custody and accuses Patton of manipulating their son uh emails were not returned from him and his publisher uh, so we'll see damn got serious as fuck that was like first it was just like blurred lines now it's like this nigga was beating up right so he was doing more than knocking 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 upside her head upside that baby too mm-hmm. uh rebranded Lindsay lohan sports another new head scarf in greece amid claims she converted to islam oh, girl what? you ain't gonna be able to get back in the country mm-hmm they gonna put you on they gonna ban you on list like everybody else you must not have twitter over there because this is not the time to be switching to that fashion trend uh she appeared to have confirmed her converted faith when she deleted all posts on instagram leaving now a bio that read alaikum salam though as Lindsay lohan returned to social media site on saturday she appeared to bolster the claims by stepping out in another headscarf the former wild child 30 was at her own club lohan club in athens greece but she wasn't up to the same kind of antics she previously had been at nightclubs she's <laughs> a more mature Lindsay, who is seemingly in the process of rebranding herself looked demure as she arrived in the greek dance venue she wore a long black coat to conceal her knee-high boots and her headscarf hid her characteristic fiery locks he, her outing followed her return to instagram for the first time since taking a hiatus january 8th she shared the moments uh that she met turkish president recep tayyip erdogan and seven-year-old syrian girl blogger bana al abed in ankara on friday in the first of lohan's new instagram photos taken at the presidential palace the smiling actress is stood behind beside erdogan who embraced bana as his wife Emin uh poses as his other at his other side uh what a dream it is for president Erdogan and the first lady to invite me to their home their efforts in helping syrian refugees is truly inspiring she wrote in the caption uh she added hashtag peace stars now at uh, some people i don't know and then alaikum salam and ultimately closed out hashtag clean slate 2017 hashtag world's bigger than five interesting that day bonna shared a short video on twitter in which lohan says we want to send all of the people in syria and aleppo suffering and uh, and to all the refugees we are here supporting you and you can hang on and be strong just like bonna has 
on saturday she followed up with a photo of her sitting with a group including president erdaga and his wife in the president's lavish 1150 room complex on the outskirts of ankara you know what's wild about this um didn't our doggone isn't he the dude that had the coup oh i i don't know in turkey all right anyway and then um oh he might have been and then also like whiteness is fucking amazing yes it is Lindsay lohan is just like a 30 year old hapless failed actress drug addict this is like if fucking like lamar odom was over there to me like it's just like it's amazing how being a white person can erase all like hashtag clean slate 2017 like oh oh okay yep um this year i'm muslim and i'm very politically active and i'm taking pictures with politicians right i took a hiatus which means you with the potty drug rehab i have no idea not speculating i don't know but she took i don't know if she's been before i think yeah she has she took a hiatus from twitter that was only 21 days ago and then she's over there so i don't think it's rehab she's been touring she's been doing this shit she just decided that's amazing you can just decide like uh you know what i won't be considered a drug addict uh delete i'm redoing it yep no no longer a ne'er do well i'm a fucking political ambassador it's gonna be me and fucking um angelina saving the world and all the kids uh she says this now this moment a moment in time is to forever exist hashtag peace hashtag 2017 hashtag the world is bigger than five hashtag yourself to help the turkish people and what they do every day hashtag year of Lindsay lohan hashtag seven wonders hashtag i mean at arter dogon hashtag lohan club is a form of making others happy it's it's like this weird blend of self-promotion and altruism it's fucking wow this is this is amazing that you can just do this wow mm-hmm. wish wish black people had that luxury but we don't it's like she's a, the jill stein of actresses uh-huh. i'm out i'm out here y'all in these streets helping these uh no hashtag no dlap hashtag donate a million dollars hashtag spending y'all money getting rich hashtag millionaire yacht club hashtag year star hashtag green party Lohan had previously expressed support for Turkey efforts to host nearly 3 million Syrians fleeing their nation five year war. Uh, the state run Anadolu news agency said the U.S. actress gave light blue badges to Erdogan and his wife, bearing a quote from Turkish leader, world is bigger than five. Uh, the quote is a reference to the U.N. Security Council's five permanent members, Britain, China, France, Russia, and the United States uh banner came to international attention with her tweets uh giving a tragic account of the war in syria's flashpoint city aleppo where rebels areas fell back into government control last month she was evacuated from the besieged city in to turkey in december and later that month she and her family were given a rare honor being hosted by erdogan in the presidential palace sharing the picture on a twitter account banner wrote meeting with my friends emin and to support the people of syria Lohan, former child star who appeared in hit films Parent Trap, Freaky Friday, and Mean Girls, has struggled with drug addiction and has had numerous run-ins with the law. The troubled actress was sentenced in 2013 to 240 hours of community service for reckless driving and lying to police following a 2012 car accident in Santa Monica, California. But uh, that was, uh, what, New Year, New Me, right? Yep, New Year, New Me. New phone, who this? Hashtag, yeah, Lindsay. 
and a bunch of other shit yeah. hashtag i can do i can start over again in other white people news twitter celebrates a fedex delivery driver who stopped protesters from setting fire to american flags and he will get to keep his job because fedex didn't like that people on twitter was like how you gonna fire this man so they let him keep his job <laughs> and he's not even white but uh it's a white people news because white people care about that shit mm-hmm. um so yeah shout out to white folks for that one Mm-mm-mm. uh let's see is there any other white people news oh uh two kids have been arrested they were planning to do the next columbine and one of them wore nazi gear and posted about the massacre online mm-hmm. they white so of course white people news yep yep they posted shit on facebook like columbine basketball team lost its two best shooters which is a pretty solid joke and also a threat uh might want to check that motherfucker out is what i'm saying might want to look their way might want to might want to hashtag yeah, leave it like um, um wait a minute um um what what color are the two best yeah. shooters on the team at at police can y'all check them out at police <laughs> right uh <laughs> at 911 yep uh so yep they made a bunch of jokes about that kind of shit they were planning to shoot anybody not wearing a white shirt they had a the, so the police went over found a bunch of guns in a house and shit um and detained them were their parents oblivious knowing knowing white people they bought the guns for them. uh robin uh it's revealed alan thick picked robin thick's brother Pick, I mean, picked his own brother over his over his son Robin Thicke when it came to taking care of his minor son Carter. So he was like, in his will, he was like, if I die, don't let Robin Thicke take care of the baby. Let my brother do it. And it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can't have the, the 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 son that's on drugs watching the baby. No. But lastly, in white people news, I had a couple of bad moments. How, how mel gibson went from the most hated man in hollywood to a 2017 oscar nominated uh director mm, but what about the pack of niggas uh can why you got see this is the kind of shit that you come down a notch and look like a petty little brat by tweeting and facebooking this just to open up dialogue so we can have an adult conversation in america you should be ashamed mm-hmm. exactly well i'm not ashamed I, I i will hashtag never forget about the male mixtapes the mailbag music uh but yeah he uh had a couple bad moments karen why can't you just let old shit lie Mm-mm. uh hacksaw ridge at a recent academy premiere uh at their finish airing 10 minute standing ovation for mel gibson Mhm. So he back, y'all. Yeah, he had funded himself now. He couldn't get no funding. Couple bad, couple bad moments, guys. And they always bring up the Jew shit because it's Hollywood. And they never bring up the fact that he's talking about that pack of niggas and abusing that woman and killing, threatening to kill her and burn her in the rose garden. Right. No, 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 no one cares that. about that. Mm-mm. He did say some stuff about Jews though, and that's where we draw the line. Right. That's where we draw the line. He said, don't be so caught up in the little things. Take advantage of all the gifts the world has to offer. Live every day to the fullest. 
and i'd also tell my younger self to shut the fuck up that was his advice to his younger self your younger self your mm-hmm. grown ass younger self grown ass man younger self because that was on a recent appearance on the late show with stephen colbert mm-hmm. you're fairly old yeah and it and, and, and ain't like you you know you 20 something talking about your teenage or maybe 30 talking about your 20 mm, now what 50 60 70 he old mm-hmm. well you know cam when you're just a young 60 year old man you make mistakes you, you say things about niggers and jews and, and you know mean them and you have to learn to forgive you have to mostly learn to forgive yourself mm-hmm. and them pack of niggas and them pack of niggas yes you have to forgive them niggas as well Karen. um <laughs> i don't know why that's so controversial to say <laughs> in uh trump's america neither, neither. but apparently Karen wants him to feel bad about it ah uh, yes sir how long i'm supposed to feel bad about the things i said and did to other people come on forever all right well last thing no guest to race today we've gone on quite some time uh let's do sword ratchetness chat said they can't even watch lethal weapon no more because it's racist ass right mm. that's understandable that's a horrible problem that you have because uh i watch it impossible white man got nothing to do with this system uh <laughs> now that's true too but i understand a mm-hmm. uh, man accused of attacking a woman with a ninja sword at a yes, waikiki hotel man is being held on half a million dollars bail after police say he attacked now take your time news don't let's not rush to tell the story all at once okay so why don't you just pause never in a rush yep I ain't like we ain't got nothing else to do for the day damn it now i don't even want to play <laughs> <coughs> you refresh it um no i'm just gonna read it okay a man is being held on a half a million dollars bail after police say he attacked a woman with a sword in waikiki it happened saturday just afternoon in the lobby of the ewa hotel of cartwright road According to the court documents, Brian Shatcher was carrying what described as a Japanese-style ninja sword and arguing with workers at the front desk. He was wearing a white robe with a black hat, and the sword was about two feet long. A witness in Shatcher said Shatcher used the sword to hit one of the women who works there, twice on the head and once on the body. Shit. She was hospitalized in serious condition. Police initially arrested Shatcher for attempted murder, but he was charged with two counts of assault. He was identified by his retired military card. Damn, he old. He be hitting people. <laughs> Scheduled to be back in court on Thursday, guys. All right. That's it. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, love you. I love you too. Mwah. <laughs>